Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. And here we go. It's episode 78 of How We Seize It. We're hitting MCU once again, back to back. This time we're getting uh, our uh, pot on with uh, Luke Cage. Uh, this is a, a, another Marvel... Um, I don't know. They, they didn't really call it a television series, but it was just a, a, a series. So it's not the movies, but it is part of the MCU greater uh, section. So uh, we're going to cover that one. Um, that's, this that's... is the... F- well, that's a good question. Is it, you know, it's Netflix, so is it cinematic, Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is it still that? And and is Netflix MCU canon? There's been some debate recently with that. <laughs> I, I mean, it comes, it, it, what I've seen is it falls under the MCU and the C is loosely based. Um, you know, it's a loose C because I think, you know, everybody thinks cinematic and at least I think movies you know, going to the cinema, but, right. you know, in, in this day and age, it's not, it's not so cut and dry because you have companies like Netflix and HBO and Amazon. That put out that cinematic. Kind of they put out cinematic quality movies. Exactly. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, I, I do agree with that. Yeah. And I, I think it is, um, it is part of the canon, essentially the way, the way it was, um, especially now. I mean, when this first came out, um, Marvel didn't technically own, uh, the rights to it, but they they got them back from Netflix. So now all of it is under the the Disney umbrella, and so there's been talk of um, these characters actually showing up later on in Phase Four movies. Um, specifically, the one that's been mentioned most was Daredevil, or uh, in the new um, Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, as as a lawyer potentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll see how that, that goes. I think, oh, great, I think it'd yeah. be great. And, and he was one of my favorites. Uh, Charlie Cox really nailed that. Um, I think just everything about it, I think, was was one of the best casting as far as, you know, the look from the comics. I mean, you got in the movies, those guys were all nailed. And, and Luke Cage is another one who I think really you look at the character and you look at the comic and you go, yeah, I, I see that they, they put some actual thought into getting the right actor to to look the part of the of the comics. Not all of them did that as well. Um, in our, our next episode for MCU, which will be probably three weeks out, will be uh, Iron Fist. And this is one where I think they kind of, they could have done a better job. <laughs> so, um, well, as far as casting. Gotcha. Nah, we'll get more into it. There's, there's, there's a lot more into that. But Yeah. So, but, let me ask you this. In the comic, you said it's, it's a good casting. Does um, Luke Cage have a never-ending supply of oversized black and yellow sweatshirts in the comic or is that just in the tv show <laughs> uh you know that's a good question in the well okay so i i'll have to admit i haven't read any of the comics okay. like i haven't gone back i've seen a lot of pictures of it and um i had planned to but i i opened up my marvel unlimited and right on the front page was a, something about thor and i got all engrossed in that so <laughs> right. my, my my luke cage investigation time turned into a fascination yeah. with thor and then a, uh, i went distracted in by the, the god of thunder i did <laughs> that long blong locks pretty, pretty and, common, um, right, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, the one I started reading was uh, uh, Jane Foster as Thor. So it okay. was the um, kind of what's leading up to the next movie. So, gotcha. but yeah, I got I got distracted by that. So, um, but what I what I understand is is originally in the comics, um, he it it was in the seventies and it was during the the black black uh, I can't even, I've said the word so many times today. Uh, um, Exploitation, black exploitation oh, from. Exploitation. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, right after Shaft came out, and it was kind of the the, the jumping right on that, and so he had a really horrible '70s uh, look to him. Where if uh, it's it was in the episode when he broke out of prison, <laughs> and uh, he put he has the little tiara looking yeah. head head thing and the, yeah. uh, the right. gauntlets on his arm, and he puts on the yellow uh, blouse and the blue pants. Oh. That yeah. was his his look in the comics originally, and, and so they, they gave that f- and like tosses it and goes no. <laughs> well, and that's and that's so perfect. That's yeah. exactly the way they should have done. It. It's like we're gonna pay some fan service and give you guys this crazy <laughs> ridiculous look, and then we're gonna tell you what we think about it now. And right. so uh, <laughs> um, it it worked out really good. I I like the idea of the the. Um, the hoodies and, and stuff like that. I, I have some other issues with them, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, before we get to all that, um, first I want to. I, I, this is one of those things that I don't do, and I listen to other podcasts, and I think about, oh, we should do that. I want to thank everybody who's been listening, who's new uh, new listener or returning listener. Um, I really appreciate that. Uh, I know we don't have a shit ton of listeners, but the ones that we do, we really appreciate. Uh, if you ever want to let us know that you're listening, uh, that'd be cool. We got our email the hw the hwsi dot podcast at gmail.com look at that roll it rolls right there off the go. tongue nice <laughs> yeah um or join us on our facebook and let us know uh on any of your podcast uh implements please uh like um give us a, a five-star rating or any rating um i'll take and and a uh <laughs> a review uh would be totally awesome so uh if you could do that that'd be great um we Even gotta, we got like to give our na- uh, name to our followers, like the Howie Sears, you know, or, or like the, the what do you call the them? Us. The, the the not the not, season. the not not shit tunners or you know. <laughs> not shit tunners. Nice. Yeah. People, right. people of taste and distinction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Why they'd be listening to us, we don't know. But anyways. Um, so uh, I got that out of the way. I wanted to do that just because it's something I hear and I'm going, oh, I probably should do that so, some of these times, sound more professional. But, you know, we're not here to be that. But what we are here to do is talk about Luke Cage and drink some drinks. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna talk about mine first because it's it's solidifying on me. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll let you. <laughs> so um, I went with a, uh, it is called a Bulletproof Cocktail. It's a hot buttered oh, nice. uh, Manhattan. And so I, I got down, going down that rabbit hole, looking for exactly what I wanted to do. And I had that bullet bourbon, and my goal was to not buy anything for this one. I failed, but um, <laughs> the goal was to not buy anything for this one. So I wanted to use that bullet bourbon. And bulletproof was a huge part of this this series. Um, Luke Cage being bulletproof. So I went down that. This has um, it's a ounce and a half of uh, piping hot fresh butter, right? Oh wow. Um, with a table or a, a ounce of simple syrup, and then two and a half uh, ounces of uh, the bullet bourbon, a few dashes of, the, of an Aztec chocolate bitters, and garnished with uh, two cherries. Oh, so, wow. I had to buy the butter because I wanted to get you know um, a nice 
grass-fed, you know, sweet cream. So I went and I went over to Whole Foods and bought some expensive butter, which was the only thing. I, actually, no, I take that back. I walked out with a chocolate bar too. But I, <laughs> I mean, I walked out of there with a thing of butter and some chocolate. So uh, you know, I looked exactly like everybody else at Whole Foods. Right. What kind of butter? And, Do you remember? Uh, it's a, like a. Uh, it, it was clover, European sweet cream, uh, grass-fed. I mean, it's yeah, it's pinky nice. out butter for sure. Um, and then, uh, I had to buy the, the bitters too, which, uh, I ran into uh, Bevmo after martial arts, uh, class last night and ran in there and got some bitters. So, nice. so, um, I, I didn't taste it yet. So I'm going to taste it right now. I made one for Alyssa and she tasted it and said it was great, but hers hadn't congealed. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, right. It's strong, but tasty. I might have to go put this in the microwave for a second. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, like they enough. did with Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. exactly. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't make it uh, bulletproof. Um, uh, so, yeah, someone go go with your next one. Or whoever's next. All right, I'll go. Well, I'll go. No. I'll go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I, was, I was inspired by, uh, you know... Um, I- Luke Cage always said, sweet Christmas, and I, I, I got a kick out of that. So I was trying to hunt down a sweet Christmas cocktail, and lo and behold, I could not find one. So I decided to kind of make up my own, um, and it started with a, a whiskey sour punch. I went off the whole idea of, you know, his uh, his right hook uh, punch. Oh, okay. and, and so I so I, I found a I found a recipe that it was a whiskey-based recipe and also called out lemonade, and I thought, ah, great, I'll, I'll, pull, a, I'll pull some Country Time Lemonade, which is... Uh, which is tied oh. to Misty Knight's backstory when she's uh, talks about going, you know, the I think her her shrink that's talking to her in, in prison is is um, well not in uh, not in prison in uh, in the uh, police station uh, police station yeah he brings in a country time lemonade and inspires her story uh, her backstory and then also uh, you know in the in the backstory of Cottonmouth we see uh, Mama Mabel uh, who's kind of the the uh, the, the leader of the She's she's kind of the, the tough the tough from from the she's past. Harlem's uh, kingpin yeah and the Harlem she, kingpin for sure and she was drinking a black label Johnny Walker and I thought oh that's that's nice so I made that yeah. that is that was I went out and got a got a, a black label uh, Johnny Walker which is uh, which it's it's more a tie-in there's the red label which is it's more uh, more famous for but the I think the black label <laughs> is like a ten year or something like that um, yeah. and. Um, and I mixed it in with this this uh, whiskey sour recipe. It included uh, some some orange juice and some lime and some uh, some simple syrup. And then, it, in order to kind of turn it into a Christmas theme, I uh, decorated it with some 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 sugar around the rim that I that I kind of dyed <laughs> red red and red and green to give it a uh, Christmas flavor. I looked for a candy cane. Because I thought, oh, that kind of calls out the bar- calls out oh, the barber shop, and it also calls out Christmas. But oh, right. tis not the season to find a candy cane. Say, good luck finding a candy cane. In you know, you, you, you could have got one if you had went to the um, Seas the Candy or sweet something like shop. that. It, yeah. No, no. In uh, the Windsor, Windsor has that sweet shop, but well, it's all candy. They have I, them year round. I, I didn't go out that far out of my way. Instead, I just grabbed some cinnamon sticks um, and uh, added oh. that to give it a little extra nice. Christmas theme. So, so this is my—I I called it a a, a, a sweet Christmas um, punch. So, nice. cheers. Nice. I, I like it. That's a good. good that's yeah. a good one. 
So um, I'm going to go next because mine is going to get chilled and I don't want to. Uh, mine. <laughs> I went with um, a coffee drink because the underlying theme. Of, <laughs> nice. Uh, you want to get coffee? Say, I don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee either. Uh, you know, and then they end up in each Bounce other's bedrooms the next morning. Right. Exactly. So. <laughs> I went with uh, one of my favorite coffee drinks. Um, it's a classic San Francisco Irish coffee, Buena Vista Cafe style. I even, I usually do my Irish coffee with Jameson, but this time I went with Tullamore Dew, which is what they use at the Buena Vista Cafe. Um, just that coffee and some fresh whipped cream I made myself. And uh, yeah, cheers. Nice. nice. All right. I almost I'm... went with that, sorry. I was going to say, I almost okay. went with that. Tosca Cafe is another place in San Francisco they almost went with. They have something called a house cappuccino. But as I went down the list, there were about, I don't know, 14 steps to making this thing. And I've seen <laughs> it make it. It makes sense that there's 14 steps. And there's also two liqueurs, one of which I've never heard of before, that go in the drink. And I was trying to stick with <laughs> Noah's plan of not having to buy some obscure liquor I'm never going to drink again. So right. um, I went with the the more traditional Irish coffee. So anyway. Yeah, until we get some page, oh. till we get Patreon going and some sponsors, <laughs> I think that's going to be the, the goal. Yep. But no, that's awesome. I like it. Good, good call. Oh, I actually did buy some liquor. This <laughs> um I, I actually started from the, I wanted, uh, I have uh, a couple friends who are brewers and one friend who is a, <clears throat> a distiller, not 100% legal, uh, <laughs> who are, who are. Uh, what percent legal friends? is it? What percent legal is he? <laughs> it's, it's not at all legal. Zero <laughs> percent legal, closer to? Zero percent legal. Um, anyway, uh, but uh, I wanted to get a uh, liquor or a beer from a black-owned business. And I thought there would be one closer. Uh, the closest black-owned brewery is in Philadelphia, and they don't ship. But there's a distillery in Allentown, and oh. they do ship. So nice. I got... In Pennsylvania? That is impressive. In Pennsylvania. This is... Nice. It's Mishka. Um, they have a couple different kinds of vodka, but I already have regular vodka, so I wanted to get their cranberry one um they are the first black owned lifestyle distillery i'm not sure what separates that from a regular distillery but yeah. for them uh <laughs> it's when you don't just work there you actually live there and and just drink and work that's that's the difference in a lifestyle distillery so li living the dream then <laughs> yeah, exactly that's right <laughs> anyway um it's not bad, but uh, since I started with the cranberry vodka, I have a what I'm calling a kind of cosmopolitan. <laughs> so it's uh, the cranberry vodka plus a little extra cranberry juice. Um, I didn't have Cointreau, so I put in some orange juice, a little bit of Rose's lime. And again, I didn't have any fresh lime, so there's no garnish. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it's a sort of a cosmopolitan. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's great. And that's Misty's drink in like episode one, where yeah. Luke Cage is is oh, I forgot about that. cosmopolitan. Yeah. So okay. that's right on. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect call. Yeah, because and he does he does he really extends that garnish around the the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And he talks to her about coffee at that yeah, point. Yeah, then they go have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Noah, you know, uh, we, we just opened up that uh, that bottle of, of Glen Morangi oh, over, over the weekend. But, uh, you know, I was watching, watching. Uh, it was one of the last episodes when, uh, who was it? It was Diamondback that was drinking a, a scotch, like an old scotch. And he kind of had a little that he was saying about that. And I saw that and I thought, oh, I bet, I bet Noah's going to gonna drink, <laughs> drink some of that and call that out. Although he's one of my least favorite characters in this in this show so, so I, I i'm with you on that and, <laughs> I thought maybe that and i got be. i got i got down my ball my my rabbit hole early i i started looking last week <laughs> okay uh, on the bulletproof i was really i was really yeah but you only do one drink usually you at least do two drinks <laughs> yeah okay so about that um I'm, I'm also trying to diet and lose weight and the first thing i i said that to my wife she goes well what about drinking on your podcast and i said fuck okay that's gonna be my one thing she goes one drink or two and i went well <laughs> Thanks. I'll start with one and see how it gets me. And I'll make sure <laughs> half of it is made out of butter because that's good for a diet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will. I will say this: it depends on like what your your diet, whatever you know, your eating plan or whatever it is. Like my, I can my, see if you were keto, you could yeah, totally yeah. have butter. <laughs> okay. Actually, that's butter. that's where, that's what most of these were coming up. Uh, bulletproof coffee apparently is coffee yeah. with uh, with butter and then it's a keto thing. And so and that came up a lot when I was yeah. yeah I was coming up with a lot of those and I'm like ah. And I, I thought about doing the coffee because I have that coffee liqueur too, and I was thinking, you know, uh, right around the the lines of why they kept talking about coffee. So, right. Um, but but I really wanted to go with I, I, this one. Really kind of sounded good, and I hadn't done one like that, and so. Thanks. Uh, no, it's so good. good. But yeah, so so for now it'll, it'll be one one drink, maybe followed up by whatever else is you know if we haven't got through the podcast yet so yeah no my 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 main plan in this diet is i i'm supposed to not eat uh that's the my biggest problem is when i when i do eat i overeat because uh my my mouth wants more but my stomach says no my mouth is stronger at this point so yeah well the, are you intermittent fasting or are you doing just just eating no just low lower low calorie uh snack throughout the day and trying to stay away from you know just candy and shit like that yeah. which That's is so buying that chocolate bar at, at whole foods was like <laughs> right in line yeah <laughs> it was all dark it was all dark chocolate pure dark chocolate. dark 98 no. percent cacao no. or whatever it was right <laughs> no it, it was it was milk chocolate with uh toffee like, and i was gonna um, say it was milk chocolate salt. with 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 uh, potato chip crunches pieces right. or something like that <laughs> it's, it's a special treat yeah exactly. I, I share it with my wife for special nights there you go. <laughs> Yeah. And that's her laughing in the background. <laughs> yeah, right. As she drinks her, her butter drink. All right, cool. Well, let's get on with this. Um, so it's another 13-episode Netflix uh, long watch uh, released all at once. So people, a lot of people binges. Interesting thing I found out about this was apparently the, the weekend it released, um, Netflix was down for a couple hours, and they blamed it on uh, too many people trying to watch Luke Cage. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, so I thought that was, I mean, I thought that was pretty interesting. Whether or not that was the, the actual reason it was down, it's it just kind of cool that it comes up at that, you know. Hey, didn't yeah. that happen with HBO with the Zack Snyder cut? Wasn't there a little bit of an outage in China or something? I think it was because H- HBO was really, <laughs> like, it, it knew it was a shit film and was trying to not let people see it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, oh, wait, did I say that again? I <laughs> Well, hey, it's we will we'll, I'm sure we'll get to this and digress to it later. But there's a, a good-looking Zack Snyder movie coming up soon. So oh, the zombie we can, one. We can, yeah, we can get to that later. But yeah, um, anyway, and that's coming so, out on Netflix. Yeah. That's a Netflix release, so you don't even have to tomorrow. go to. 
Yeah, so you don't even have to spend money to go watch that crap. I mean, uh, that movie. <laughs> no, it, it looks good. I'm just not a zombie fan, especially when they run faster than me, and that's anybody that can move faster than a slow crawl. So. All right, All right. cool. Um, all right, let's get into this Luke Cage. Uh, 13 episodes. Uh, we, we met Luke Cage originally in uh, Jessica Jones. Uh, you know, he got some backstory. Not really backstory, but got a little bit of what was going on. And this was apparently where he left to after Jessica Jones uh, time frame. So this is this is after Jessica Jones, which apparently was after Sokovia and all that. So that's where it falls in the, the MCU overall timeline. Um, jump right into it too. You know, he he goes into he we we come right up to him in the barbershop at Pops and stuff like that, which right away just shows you it's gonna be uh, a black centric kind of film or show because anytime they have a barbershop, that's that's usually it just tells you right away because that's that is the black culture one hundred percent. If you if you're anything other than black and you get a chance to be in a barbershop, it's fun. It's it's an interesting time, <laughs> which I I've actually been in one before and and it was it was very interesting. Yeah, my sister. I mean that's where I get my haircut. Yeah, I mean that's, I mean I, get, I Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, I, I do the clipper cuts and and you know that's that's where I end up because they do some of the better clipper cuts. And and our our sister is a foster parent and uh, yeah. she's had uh, several uh, black young men that she's fostered. And the first time, the, her first foster, her first fostering, she the one little boy needed a haircut. So she hopped on Facebook and she's like, all right, I need a good place. It's like, he's two years old. It's his first haircut. Where's a good place? And they're like, take him to the Dominicans. They know exactly what they're doing. Nice. That's cool. And, and it was funny because her one friend is like, were you the only white person in there? And she's like, no, but how did you <laughs> But she was saying how nice they were, and they were really. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's sure. it's just one of those. I mean, there's movies about just the barber. Oh, you know. well, sure, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. And, there's a movie it, called Barbershop, right? Yeah, uh, I think there's like three of them. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Barbershop but, yeah. one, two, and three. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's just one of those things. It's a kind of cool hangout. But I love the fact that we get introduced to Pops, and Pops was such a cool character. Um, one of the only ones, one of the only main characters that wasn't actually. Uh, part of the comics he's he was only for the show oh really oh really yeah Yeah, so um yeah so he he's just there for the show and and you know he sad part about it is is he's there to kind of his death to kind of get you know luke moving forward into his his uh i gotta be a superhero kind of guy so um interesting um how how they did that which kind of sucked though because like i said pops was such a good character but he also really is that character that set the kind of um the emotional tone for for luke in a way right his 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 goodness and and you know uh the motto he always had you know always forward and stuff like that and i thought that was really cool how they carried that through i liked how they referred to the barbershop as like switzerland too switzerland Um, yeah, yeah. And, and that 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 played out nice in the in the in the series, especially where you saw both Luke Cage and then Cottonmouth and everyone having lots of respect for. Uh, uh, Except for it seemed to get destroyed more times than any other place in the entire, <laughs> you know, uh, place. Other than maybe the the dance club got shot up pretty good, uh, but yeah, it, for being Switzerland, it sure got attacked quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. Um, 
Uh, yeah, no, it's I didn't I didn't realize he wasn't in the comic, but yeah, he was definitely like the driving force. Now it also brings up the whole thing we talked about in the past of um is he a superhero? Kind Luke of Cage thing. or Pops? Luke Cage, no, not Pops. Luke <laughs> Cage is a superhero. Yeah. Yes. He has powers yeah. and he's a hero. Or is he a mutant? Well, it what it wasn't a mute. I mean, it was it was an experiment, right? Uh, yeah. So it, I think it wasn't it, like it wasn't like let's say Thor. Well, but it was right? like Captain America, mm-hmm. Daredevil. Yeah. He's more like Captain America. Um, a lot of people were talking say, about yeah. that the test that he was doing and the the chemicals and everything were kind of along the same lines of the trying to do that super soldier. Uh, someone even brought up that it it was kind of along the lines, and and Captain America was too, uh, in the same lines as what the Weapon X program that Vol- uh, created Wolverine. Well, there's a whole thing about Weapon um, Weapon X, and and just I don't know the whole the whole evolution of that. I read a whole article about it, and I couldn't I couldn't quote it, but it's like it's really interesting to see how like the Weapon X program, like you even look at, um, I think. I was reading somewhere, maybe we talked about it here, but we talked about, um, oh, the, the, the raccoon, what's his name? Um, Rocket. Yeah. He was part of the weapon. <laughs> so there's, there's some, there's some theories that, that they're part of the weapon X program and everything too. So, or, you know, cause there's a weapon one, two, you know, the Roman numerals is what it is. And he's like, yeah. weapon, like whatever, way down the line or, or something like that. But anyway, um, I, yeah, I, well, I, guess, I as we I know- do. They're at least a 21 because uh, the new Wolverine, the female version that was in the film, uh, Logan, the little girl, yeah. she she is 21, I believe, hmm. uh, weapon 21. So I don't know. I don't know how many deep they've gone. But, yeah, it's kind of kind of a neat thing that they've you know, that they keep it going throughout the thing. And some are some are mutants with other powers and some are just created like luke cage was more super soldier like like uh, captain america though um from what i understand um you know and I, I thought they did a pretty good job of explaining it and that was uh that backstory uh the whole being in prison and the in the the chemical and even even the exact way it happened with uh the the shithead cop uh that came in and and created a disturbance in it that's all legit from the comics i bet the so, hair i bet the hair this you know his the hair which became uh, a character in that backstory was was in the comics as well right i bet no it had its own it had its own uh issues it was its own separate title it was just luke cage's beard oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst fake hair beard i have seen in i, I don't know how long i mean that was fucking horrible it looks so bad. It was almost it was almost so bad it was distracting. You know, you always talk about how bad things are and, and does it distract you from the story? His hair and his beard distracted me away from the story. You know, it, still it wasn't as yeah. bad as as Obi-Wan's in uh in Attack <laughs> of the Clones for me. So that's still the one that gets to me. Cuz cuz you know, Ewan McGregor has an awesome beard and so when you try to like glue something on his face, it mm-hmm. it really it really bothers me, you know. Hit you in the heart, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I think they were really trying to show a distinct, different look so that they had uh, a good visual between prison, uh, Luke Cage, or uh, what was it, Carl Carl Lucas at the time, and then the Luke Cage, which, you know, the only reason they would do that is so that Shades, 
doesn't recognize him right away, which I thought was kind of stupid anyways. Um, I, I didn't like Shades as a character either. He kind of bugged me. But I, I liked him. I, I, I did. Um, it, I liked the actor. I just didn't like the character. Hmm. I actually, he's one of my favorite characters. So that actor plays one of my favorite characters in uh, Sons of Anarchy. So it has nothing to do with the, the, the actor. I really, really like him. I just thought Shades as a character was very weak, I kind thought, of annoying. I thought at one point he should have killed um, uh, Diamondback. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought there was a it, – it's like, why is he got Diamondback's back? You know, it, it, it's, <laughs> right? it's like – because to me, Diamondback was, was the weakest link of the series. He um, was. I thought Cottonmouth – you know, and was was Fabulous. exceptional, and it was well, really well written how he was written off. But I missed him after that, and I just didn't like. Well, I mean, he had to two time Academy Award sh- I mean, I was going to yeah. say he had to leave the show and win two Oscars. I yeah, mean, that's, right. that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's it was I mean, written. Is, it was written is, into his contract that I leave and get two Oscars. That's how we go. Right. Yeah, do you, do I you mean, know, this is yeah, this is yet another like another great actor that they just drop into yeah. like randomly slide into one of these one of these marvel things you know? so they like, they, they went after him. ali yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Marshall yeah. ali yeah. yeah from what i understand they went after him specifically and what he told him was that whatever he's like i'm all for it he goes but whatever character it's only for one one season okay he's like i don't want to be locked into this he goes i I got nothing against you guys but that's not not, that's not my track that's not what i want to do so he was he wanted to be kind of written out that way apparently he based his performance off biggie smalls too the way he 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 well the picture was in the background i know but uh, i mean it it makes a lot of sense right but his performance himself uh, he said was based off biggie smalls i thought that was interesting I don't know Biggie yeah. Smalls uh, I, in in person, so or I mean, I know <laughs> he's not around. I know I know he's not around. But I, 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 I'm not I'm not familiar with what is a good impersonation or not. But uh, I yeah, really right. I really liked uh, Cottonmouth's presence and the way he commanded everything yeah. he said. I think he was probably the best actor, hands down, in the entire series. Um, mm-hmm. He was he was a a hard person to like as far as a character. But I think that was abilities that were well, well exposed. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he still, but he was still one of those like just cutthroat guys that, I mean, you, you, you love to hate him kind of thing or hate to love him, whatever, you know, both ways kind of thing where some of the other characters you kind of like, okay, like Luke Cage is really easy to like, and he's a good actor. He's not great, but he, for what he does, he's really good. Pretty good. Um, Uh Mariah, um, I'm trying to think of her name, which Alfred Woodard. Yeah. Well, she has another distinction of being the only person in the MCU to play two separate characters. That's right. She was in Civil War, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, she was? She's yeah. a minor role. She, she, was, she was the one who confronted Tony Stark yeah, about her son. In the, yeah. in the hallway or whatever? Yep, yep. Yeah. And she's and also so, in DC as well, the you know, Suicide Squad, uh, the head of oh, Suicide was she? Squad. Wasn't she? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I know what you're saying, and I, I think you're right, but... I could I, be wrong, me. but... I, uh, I think it's I, I someone that looks like... a lot like her, but I don't think it's her. Oh, okay. I, okay, I'm sorry. She, um, she's fantastic. She's been acting. Yeah. Like, oh, I started she... seeing her and stuff in the 80s, and she's just... Yeah. yeah, no, I don't think it's her in Suicide Squad. It's someone else. Well, but I mean, she did a great job. Down... Okay, sorry. I was going to say, she did a really good job, too, um, and really had a character that you kind of love to hate a little bit, too. Right? You know, yeah. 
her, yeah. her performance was so well that you kind of had a dislike for her no matter what, you know, and it was because of who she was playing and she played it to the T. Yeah. So. I, I mean, the whole family dynamics in their family, oh, I thought was, I thought was so interesting because you have their, is it their grandmother or their, their aunt, uh, Mama Mabel? Um, that's a good question. I don't know how she. Uh, anyway, the, the the matriarch of the family, mm-hmm. and she's like, she's like, we are criminals, and we're the best criminals, and we're going to run Harlem. And you have Cottonmouth, I forget his actual name, but who is not real? When he's little, he's not interested. He wants to be a singer. He wants to be a musician. And they're like, and I kept thinking after they had that flashback, and I'm like. Why Why are they so committed to the criminal lifestyle? Because he's running a fantastic club. Right. And he's, that's, that's his love. I mean, there's, I mean, I could see if it was like a kind of a crappy club and nobody came and it was just a front for, for drugs or whatever, but it's not. They have like crowds of people and, you know, good <clears throat> musical acts and attractive bartenders and, you know, <laughs> That with small be, coats. Huh? With small coats. Small coats. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be a hot club in almost any neighbor any urban neighborhood. Right. They're like, no, you can't have that. We're we're strictly a crime family. Yeah. Well, he, <laughs> and was, it was, he was. It was such I mean, a think it was about such it. a tragedy. Well, I mean, think about the Godfather, right? I mean, think 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 yeah. about like like he was in the army and he could have been a career army person, but you know he had to come home. You know, Al Pacino had to come home and be part of the part of the crime family. You know, they just keep sucking you back in, kind of a thing. I mean, it was inevitable, I guess. Yeah. So, well, he. So, I mean, he was definitely trained up to be who he was. Right. Since we're know. talking about people you recognize from other stuff, I mean, since we're kind of going down um, <laughs> that road. Characters, yeah, yeah. Uh, Detective Raphael Scarf, Gat Scarfe. Uh-huh. You know that that's from uh, that's Brad from Pulp Fiction. Check out oh, the really? brain on Brad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's uh, also one that is a, a DC Marvel crossover because he was in Gotham. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. The series. Um, I'm yep. Yes. Yes. The series. Um, yeah. A couple other people that I recognize that made me laugh was um, Domingo Colon. He's the 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 Mexican mafia kind of guy, the little short uh, yeah. commander dude. He is in a sitcom with um, Gabriel Iglesias. Oh yeah. And he and he and he plays a teacher, and he's just a skinny, you know, not skinny, but just this tiny little you know guy, and he, and he's kind of a a, a, a scummy teacher, but he's funny and stuff like that. But and it's it's a funny show. That's where I know him from, and when he, now seeing him in this, I just can't help but take him. I can't take him serious as a gangster because all I see is the the stuff from the the comedy, and yeah. it's it's kind of funny when you get locked up and stuff like that. You're like, oh, can't take you serious. Yep. Um, lot of lot of great great actors in this, and and did a really good job. Um, Cornell Stokes was was Cottonmouth. Uh, that's who who was. Um, great great story, and he was he was the this is what was really weird about it, and this is where I think the whole story failed. Essentially, he was the villain in the first half, right? You know, he was yeah. he was definitely the antagonist and all that, and I think it worked and it was really good. And when they killed him, it kind of left a big hole. And then they bring in Diamondback or Striker, 
and it just didn't work. I mean, there, I, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't feel like the motivation was there for him to real like, or if it was there, they never really gave us it. You know, gave us the story behind it. Why? Well, that was why I thought you know, Shades could have just killed him because they never really established why he commanded their attention so much. He was True. just he right. was all he was all talk and kind of the way he spoke was, <laughs> you know. But it was, yeah. it was it wasn't that engaging. I didn't care for him as as a character, and uh, and I agree with you. You're him. saying you didn't care for who was a character? Cottonmouth? No. Or Shades? No, Diamondback. No, Diamondback. Or Diamondback. I, I think Shades should have killed him. There, he had a couple opportunities to just take him out early on before uh, before Diamondback tried to have him killed, um, and. Uh, and I thought, I thought, oh, well, that, you know, they already killed off Cottonmouth. It'd be kind of cool if they killed Diamondback too, and Shades kind of emerges <laughs> as, the, as the big baddie. That kind of, kind of interesting. But, uh, but I didn't uh, see Shades as a big baddie either. He, he was a side man, if anything, you know, like I he didn't, they... he didn't intimidate at all, to me at least. I kind of thought he, they he were setting to... Mariah up to, to kind of take over. Uh, Yes, well, oh, yeah. and, and they, I'm actually more worried about her than Shades, for in sure. The end, in the end, she's certainly no, the, the whole one time. That, that kind of hangs on and is going to is gonna prevail probably in season two. I haven't seen season two, so I don't know who... I haven't, just... I haven't either, but I, I, but I don't didn't find it. her trying to... <laughs> her, her, her whole thing about, what was it, city council that she was on? Yeah, or, she's right. a councilwoman, yeah. Councilwoman, yeah. I, her whole trying to balance that with... And like having this underground life at the same time, I, I didn't. Well, she was trying I to deny that underground life. Yeah, kind of. In the but beginning, she wasn't, but not really. In the really. beginning. Yeah, it was. It was really. It's a. It was a. It was a half-hearted attempt, but she was. Yeah, it was kind. Of, I I could see them were trying to do a balancing act, but they didn't really write it. Well, they as set it up as I think they needed. They yeah. set it up really well with mom uh, with Mama Mabel. And, oh yeah, you know, they had. And she it, sets up Carnell to be the bad guy and the the gangster, and sets her up to be you know you're going to be a lawyer or whatever. You're so I mean they really set that up and almost almost like they should have went the other way around. Yeah. Well, Anita, I agree <laughs> you with know? you. I think I think the writing was kind of at fault for a lot of this because. Some of the characters they had their moments that were really shined. The the performances were good, but but yeah, that it was tough to navigate some of the writing and the tone that worked so well. I loved how they integrated the music and some, but other times it just seemed to be really campy and lose its edge. And that's hard to kind yeah. of sustain a whole thirteen episodes when you're kind of off balance with that. I mean, it's it's. I know I'm usually the one who's saying I, you know, this is so dark I had to leave the room, but I really think they were. <laughs> I really don't think they they went as dark as they needed to. No, I think I think they could have gone just, you know, all the way down. Darker. Yeah, all the way down. <laughs> See, I I almost think I almost think what would have been better is you know they they could have still killed off. Uh, you know Cornell in the end, but I think it would have been better to have him almost all the way to the end and have that final episode. You could have had him there, had Stryker, had the whole thing go. You know, follow that all the way out, and and it be like, you know, a three-way battle almost. You know. Yeah. And and you know maybe Luke's Luke's trying to take out both of them, and then you know in the middle of it, you know, have Stryker turn on and Cornell and kill him, and then and then. 
end of, and I think I, it would have I, I helped agree. the story. That would have been a better thing to, to put towards the end. Yeah, having having yeah. Uh, Cottonmouth die, but yeah, as part of the as part of the third act rather than the end of the first act, kind of how it felt. Yeah, or it could be it could have. Oh man. Now that I think about it, you could have even went even further. You could have you could have really screwed with Luke Cage on this because you know he's not trying to kill anybody. Have him accidentally cause the death of him, like in the fight he's trying to he's trying to save him, but he can't. Like you know, have him fall off a building or something like that, which would have been poetic justice since he threw a guy off the you know building and shit like that. But they could have done something like that, and it would then you could have set up some really cool shit for the next season where you know he's fighting his inner demons even. You know, yeah. they the story wasn't as good, and and that that was what was interesting to me, is that a lot of people in in uh, in the in the reviews and stuff like that, and a lot of people talk about it. It's very once it's it's you're on one side of the fence or the other. You either are totally love this and it's the best Marvel one ever, you know, the best series, or it's not as good as as Jessica Jones and not as good as Daredevil. It had it had some holes in it, and and not and not to make this seem, you know, pointed, but a lot of times if if and this is, I tried to listen to as many podcasts that I could on this that had you know a difference of you know I listened to some that were uh, like three black geeks is one of them I listened to and then some other ones if right up in front of it they said that hey you know one of the guys is like it was funny there's four guys on there three of them were like oh it's the best one ever another guy's like you know I feel like I'm I'm kind of betraying my blackness but I don't think it was as good as you know and I was like oh shit okay yeah. you know and it seemed like a lot of people were like that and then um, I listened to another really cool podcast called um, C- uh, hunting seasons and uh, they just they do seasons of shows oh. and it's uh, it's a it's a guy and a, a girl from Australia and they didn't like it at all <laughs> and they brought up some really good points with it, um, with the story. Their main, the, the main beef that they had with it was Stryker was a horrible character. And I agreed with it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, yeah, it's one of those things. That I love Cage. I think he's an awesome hero. I, I, I really enjoy it. I had some issues um, the first time I watched it with uh, the fighting scenes. I thought they were kind of subpar. This time watching it, I actually enjoyed him a little bit better, and I'm not sure what changed my mind as much, but I, I was trying maybe because I was paying directly more attention to him. They seemed they seemed a little bit better, but it's not great, and it's hard it's hard to play a big man that you know because he's not going to be out there doing flips like Daredevil and stuff like that. But I I did like some of the later ones where like he just smacks a dude and knocks him out. Right. Yeah. They, they, it people get like knocked waited, out waited way until, fucking too easy in this. They, they, they waited to last few episodes to kind of introduce that little little slap bitch slap you know where you just go smack it. Yeah. And yeah. the guy just fought drops to the ground. I love the first uh, the first reveal when the guy tries to punch him in the face and then in his hand just kind of collapses yeah. on him. I thought that was effective. It was it was a great effect. But it also brought another problem that I found throughout this. His powers did not stay consistent throughout the the, the series. He breaks a guy's hand because he tries to hit him, right? Doesn't even move, doesn't so so stiff and everything that he he got the guy breaks his hand. But later he gets hit with a two by four four and goes and goes sliding over. I mean yeah, he didn't stay well, I will tell didn't you what, that, that drives me crazy and, and it comes up more in um it, I think it comes up a little bit more in Defenders. Um, yes. But, but it's like, you know, I, I, I get that he's bulletproof, right? It, right. I get that. But the force behind 
a machine gun blast, multiple machine gun blasts, and he's not even moving. Like, yeah. his feet are not magnetized to the ground. Like, there's yeah. a difference between bulletproof and so or much well, okay, someone who doesn't yeah so right. so a small caliber would not would not hurt him so like most of the the guns like out of the pistols and and like uh when he, the 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 uzis and stuff like that they're shooting like nines at most a 45 you can you can withstand the it's kind of getting punched right the but big it's part like is sometimes it, it's punctures. guns yeah no but, but that's, that's what thing. i'm saying when when he gets into the heavy well a, a handheld machine gun, like an Uzi, if you're going to call that a machine gun, it's just an automatic. Yeah. It still fires a small caliber bullet. It but doesn't it have the so impact. Many of them. It doesn't it, matter. It's 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 like getting hit, hit by a hundred bees. <laughs> There's still I don't think it's a little bees. bees. I think it's a little more than a hundred bees. It's a gun. No, I'm saying one bee at a time, a yeah. hundred in a but, row. It's 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 like someone poking at you, poking at you, poking at you. But there is some inconsistency. I think I've never been shot with a gun, but I imagine it's a little more than that. Well, he gets shot by a shotgun point blank in Jessica Jones, yeah. and, and that does take him out for a day or, or so. You know, he has to yeah. kind of recover. Um, but uh, so there's inconsistencies. Okay, so a shot. There are some gun, inconsistencies. A shotgun has a lot more powder than a nine millimeter. Sure, sure. Which no, is get, what most of those guys were using. Right, but, but the machine guns. Anyway. You know, there are still some high caliber. But like the, that he's not reacting to. Like when he gets it, when they get the high caliber. I agree with you, but like just take a uh, a multiple shot from like 30 shot clip magazine out of a nine millimeter is not going to move him back like a shotgun would one shot because of the. the I think we got to get Mythbusters involved. It's, it, like I said, it's like, some, it's like a kid coming up poking it. I think we have to have Mythbusters okay. and they have to shoot 30 shots with a newsie oh, and then one shot with a shotgun and see what happens. All I can think is. We just put way more thought into it than the writers and director did. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, but that's where that's where these Netflix series mm -hmm. usually work is that there is a lot of thought that goes into it. So you have respect for the writing. And, and that's so. So I think we want to to have them think some of this stuff a little <laughs> bit more through, you know, at least the Judas bullet. They, they mentioned it was like alien tech. Mm -hmm. So so, you know, OK, there's something to, huh? Yeah, so you, you it was know a there's Chitari. Yeah, so you know there's something more going on, and so you can say, okay, that's gonna, that's gonna, that's why it's able to get through his skin. There's something else going mm -hmm. on. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So two by my four. other problem with his hoodies, <laughs> his hoodies, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, when if you ever seen someone shot with like wearing a bulletproof vest or are seen like uh, something shot up against a non-penetrating, it doesn't make holes like that. <laughs> to make a hole like that. It has to actually penetrate through, so it wouldn't have had the holes that it did in, in his sweatshirt. But uh, I mean, you couldn't show that he was, you know, getting shot so many times that he had to keep changing his sweatshirt, which you know became a good running joke. Right. Speaking right. of changing his sweatshirt, and, and, there was there was one you of my... I was. You're probably going to say it. No, I was. I was gonna... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and if they didn't do that, they wouldn't have had the cool Method Man cameo. That's what I, yeah, right. I was gonna say that. <laughs> right, which I think was one of the best moments of the whole series. And uh, right. his rap that he did at the radio station was epic. And and I think whoever directed that- I think that, it's called Bulletproof. That episode uh, had, a, had, a, had a solid tone, even though that was part of the Diamondback uh, striker, uh, you know, when he was kind of in power, I think yeah. he downplayed his character a little bit more and really elevated the tone that worked the best for Luke Cage, Luke Cage, the kind of that that 
you know, it kind of has that. He works, I think, really well when he has that '70s jive talking, you know, attitude. Which <laughs> I, I know that. I mean, it just it, and they tr- they use that at times, and and with when it when it's integrated well with the music, it's 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 good. It's really good. Yeah. And this director had a good uh, sense of that and how to make that all work. And of course, Method Man. Uh, I'm not. I don't know Wu Tang Clan, but but I I looked into it a little bit more after uh, this because really like, you don't know Wu Tang. No, I don't. <laughs> but, but that was that was that was Wu Tang. Wu Tang ain't nothing to fuck with, Steve. <laughs> it's ain't nothing to fuck with. That's all you got to know. <laughs> That's right. So um, to the Wu. Yeah, <laughs> I'm outclassed here. Okay. Uh, yeah. What, um, got gang signs going that, on for all our listeners that can't yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> It's great podcasting. Um, <laughs> one of the things uh, I I, uh, I didn't like was that with the striker thing is when he he shows up with the the little hoodie on and he punches the the uh, cop that looked like he was two days away from retirement, right? Yeah. And and he kills him. And then he says, "Yeah, he kills him." And then he steps back and he goes, "I'm Luke Cage." Like, <laughs> first off, most of the people in Harlem knew what Luke Cage looked like by then because he'd been all over. And then it just. It was just yeah. kind of, it was really ridiculous. And, and you know, it, it just kind of, the whole striker thing just made me, like, not enjoy it. One person brought up that it was almost like he was trying to play it like the Marvel's version of the Joker. Like a, like a black Joker, you know, just kind of just insane a little bit. And I was like, okay, I, I can see that a little bit. It didn't make it any better, but yeah. uh, I can see it. And, uh yeah, and that hammer suit at the end was fucking joke. That was, <laughs> and and the big like, you know, the the big finale where they they show that he's still alive, and it's almost like the big the big oh no for season two. It's like please don't. I I you know again I haven't seen season two, but I hope they don't keep continue on the on the striker, um, uh, daddy I, thing. I can't remember. I I really can't remember. I I want to say. Um, it's not, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is. Um, I don't I, mind. I don't mind uh, Mariah Dillard. You know the uh, her, her character, even though I think it was uneven with some of the writing, and that's not not. I mean, I think Alf, Alfred Woodard was was phenomenal. Um, yeah. But and it was uh, Viola Davis was the one I was thinking of from Suicide Squad. Yes. So I apologize Uh-oh. about that. Um, but uh, I'd love Just to see more. Don't say they all look her. alike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do have a very similar look. They Vi- do have Vi- a similar Viola look. Viola so. Davis is kind of is kind of the millennial Alfred Woodard. <laughs> well, it's kind of like uh, Ron Howard's daughter and uh, the you know the the redhead. Um, you know, I, you, get tr- you can get in trouble sometimes when you crisscross some of these, <laughs> these actors. And, Wait, is it is it uh, is it the 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 woman from um, Wedding Crashers? What that. That reminds uh, Ron Howard's daughter. That reminds you of. Uh, was Ron Howard's daughter was in Jurassic World, and uh, the other one oh, oh, right, was right, in right. was in the uh, the uh, the Osama bin Laden. The one where they hunt down Osama bin Laden. What's that one? She's she controls the force that goes and kills. Um, oh, dark, zero dark thirty. Zero dark thirty. She was in zero dark thirty. Uh, she's the. Uh, they're both redheads. <laughs> So they they're often confused, and and I, I guess I'm trying to fall behind uh, the veil of of I'm just a an innocent bystander that gets gets people with the same uh, features confused. That's not really fair. 
That's all right. I, that's I, why I'm, I'm apologizing. <laughs> I'm horrible with remembering names and stuff like that. Uh, I, one of the I other. Had... <clears throat> Go ahead. I see Bo's looking up Zero Dark Thirty, so I'm. I am for... looking up. Zero Dark 30. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wait for him to 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 say her name, Jessica Chastain. There you go. That's oh, exactly. Yeah. You didn't wait very long. Well, I'm waiting for him to say Jessica. <laughs> Did you know? See, I thought you were talking about. So, if the reason I said um, now I'm going to look up Wedding Crashers. <laughs> it was uh, the the woman that got together with Vince Vaughn and Wedding Crashers. She. Um, and I always forget her name too. It is. Isla Fisher, Isla Fisher. Sorry. Oh shit! And she's Isla always Fisher. confused with. Uh, uh, what, I actually watched Amy, the movie. Adams. Amy Adams. I watched a movie last right. night, The Woman in the Window, that just premiered on. Uh, I believe it was Netflix. A kind of a mystery that right. got caught up in the COVID uh, delays. Um, and uh, yeah, they they are very similar. In fact, yeah. they were even but in the a movie reason, together. I, do wanna, I know. I do want to see that. <laughs> by the way, Woman in the Window. But the reason I mentioned the the Isla Fisher, I. Isla, Isla, I don't know, Isla I think Fisher? it's Isla. Yeah, the the reason I mentioned Isla Fisher is getting mixed up with Ron Howard's daughter. Isla Fisher actually plays Ron Howard's daughter in Arrested Development in season five. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she so how did this look- all connect to Kevin Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> and we've certainly gone six degrees on this one. Okay. <laughs> anyway. The show is better at that. <laughs> no, I, right. Uh, uh, there's a podcast I listen to. Um, that they every episode they they attach it back to Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> so no matter no matter what they do, everything goes back to Sylvester Stallone somehow. And it is one of the the funniest things. And it, they they find just these odd ways. It's it's very much a Kevin Bacon kind of uh, six degrees. Oh wow! Uh, which in the last uh, I think it was in uh, <clears throat> I want to it might have been the one I listened to on Luke Cage. He put it back to. Um, Apparently, Sylvester Stallone comes from Hell's Kitchen. He was actually born and raised oh. there, uh, which I was like, well, that's one way to attach it. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, back to Luke Cage. Uh, uh, Simone uh, Mizek. Mizek? Mizek. Uh, Misty Knight, right? Yeah. You yeah. get a lot of her in here. And I think um, besides Cornell and uh, Luke, I think she's probably one of the best characters and most interesting parts of the entire well, they season. A, Matter of fact, it almost could have been called the Misty Night Show. They give her a good game. arc of, you know, it's her story and, is more than just a character, a side character. Yeah, they give her a lot. I almost found it more interesting than, than Luke Cage's. Um, I, I didn't I didn't find out until right at the end there that I guess she is a, a character in, in Marvel that, you know, she's based mm-hmm. off Misty. But and, and she has a bionic arm. And I thought that was great that they kind of teased that at the end with. The, oh, wow. With the. You, oh, you know. but wait. Uh-oh. It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything. Oh, is this but, season two? <laughs> uh, well, she she continues on into um, Iron Fist and the Defenders and maybe season two. Okay. I don't remember season two as much, but I know she's in there. Uh, yeah, actually, in the comics, she is um, in a relationship with uh, Danny Rand, who is Iron Fist. Oh, really? Yeah. Matter of fact, the, um, God, I just read this today, too. It was in 2006. Or 2016, one of the two. I was reading two different ones. Uh, it was the first interracial kiss in comics was between her and Danny Rand. Oh, really? Which I oh, thought was. I'm like, really? It take took that long? I, right. You know, and and, and just you know, 
Right. Yeah. Um, but then, it, but it's, uh, you know, Luke Cage is also in the comics. He's in a relationship with Jessica Jones. Right. Right. They actually have a child, but it's w interesting that, you know, but she's only been around, she hasn't been around as long. So I okay. think that's part of the reason that it may have, may have happened that way. What about I some of the stuff what I picked Claire? up today. I mean... Some of the, <laughs> she is, uh, she's, the glue she's like the three different nurse. characters. She's the glue that holds these Netflix series together yeah uh, well it's, but she's not one character she's like three or four different characters wrapped into one the night nurse is is kind of the main character but right. it's also like three different people in the the comics so which she, i thought was nice they actually called her the night nurse in this one at the very Someone end she sees a she sees like a martial arts poster and yeah like and and that's a call out i guess to misty knight it kind of uh pals around with this martial artist in in some of the comics um, and right, yes. So that, I don't know if that's a tease if that comes out later. Or it in the, it in is. Series it's or... exact. Okay. It's a hundred percent leads right into uh, Iron Fist. Um, I'm trying to. Oh God, I'm, I'm blowing it. But I'm trying to think of the name of um, uh, the, the. There's a woman who it, it, it's her school um, yeah. that oh, right. she ends up going to, and um, I'm trying to think of her. Uh, Colleen Wing. Colleen Wing is uh, who's the one who teaches her martial arts. So she starts learning from her, and then Danny comes in, and but that's for next. That's for our next uh, episode. Yeah. But yeah, it's it Get all ready, ties. It, yeah, what? It all ties together. Get ready, Steve. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it all it all ties together, and that and that was their little nod to to what's next. Um, and then it all leads up to Defenders, which you know we'll have all four. Uh, you'll have. Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Hey, I got a um, question. I got a question. So we'll have answers. Okay, good. Because we're, we we've established, or we've kind of established that this is canon, and we've also established in some of the previous movies that when it comes to presidents, there are different presidents than than in our in our reality, and yet in this series they do make reference to Barack Obama. And and so I'm curious if anyone has a take on how Barack Obama exists in this universe when there are other presidents that exist. Maybe he's a congressman. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I mean, but maybe I mean he could. I mean, maybe it's just a, a crossover of like a time. I mean, you know, it's it's he could exist. It's a, it's part of the multiverse. So so this so that in a sense the fact that they reference Barack Obama that acknowledges the existence of the multiverse. I think it's just I mean, a mistake million, by the writers, but there's fourteen million uh, and one options, right? Isn't it like there's fourteen yeah. million and one options, and this is the one that has yeah, right, Cage and Barack Obama. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I know what you're saying because yeah, when we deal, when we dealt with uh, like uh, Winter Soldier or Civil War, right? They have someone playing the president, and it wasn't any real president. Um, so, yeah, that, I don't. I don't yeah. think they referred to it, Barack Obama as President Obama. I don't think that was the case. Oh. I think they just referred. Yeah, yeah I don't to think they did. I think the they existence just did. Yeah. of a Barack Obama, you know. So it, yeah, yeah, he could have been a congressman. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Yeah. You know. Well, he was. I mean, he was. Was he a senator or congressman when when senator? He was a senator he was a before senator. he was president. Oh, now I don't know. But it might have been like a state senator. No, I think he was a senator. Okay, senator yeah. from Illinois. And but yeah. he was also, I mean, even before he ran for president, he was kind of a mover and shaker. Yeah. So, you know, if he maybe in this 
maybe in this universe, if he didn't pursue the presidency, he still might have been like somebody who was well known and on the news and all the time, and like and yeah, yeah maybe, like Ted yeah. Cruz or somebody like that. Yeah, maybe the events of like Segovia or something like that uh, swayed his reaction. Sure. Uh, possibilities and and this other guy got elected instead. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was just a side note. Go ahead, Noah. Where you're. That's about. all we do. We do lots of side notes. <laughs> We're all no, about that's, the side notes. Yeah. <laughs> so the other the other person that is is a big crossover um, in this is we have Turk, um, who is the arms dealer in Hell's Kitchen, yeah. um, which you know, I, we got a great reference to that too. And he's like, "You guys are crazy. I'm going back to Hell's Kitchen." <laughs> you know, is I thought that was great. You know, he's like, yeah. you know, he he actually seemed a little more competent in this one than he did in in some of the Daredevil. Like he just kept getting his butt kicked in Daredevil. This one he kind of did a little bit better. You know, seemed a little bit more on top of it. Uh, and then we have Claire Temple, who is the night nurse. Um, and she she uh, makes her her debut in this. And I want so my big question is is how come Luke Cage is the only one hooking up in all of Marvel? <laughs> well, you talked. He about, have you seen him? So at the beginning you talked. <laughs> I don't think he's the only one. Oh come right, on! Exactly. <laughs> okay, let's let's explore. You talked about black exploitation at the be, at the beginning of the podcast. Yes. And and you know this is the same area era of sexploitation. You know we and and it, there is kind of a black Exploitation. Gosh, I'm going to have trouble trouble saying that as well. It's a hard um, word to say, isn't it? It, it almost is, kind of ties to that. And I'm curious if maybe they tried to take advantage or or, or explore the exploitation of of you know sexual exploitation, black exploitation, and kind of tie it together. It, it and I I mean I don't know if I'm going down a rabbit hole with this. Uh, getting I, I just I, I just thought I it was this, interesting because I got the same sort of feel of 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 like a 70s flick that where mm. you know I, I think i even referenced the the, the porn music <laughs> that's the feel you get at that on that opening episode when they go get quote unquote coffee and it i don't think it's i don't think it's fair i think it, but i think it was it was a choice they made stylistically at the beginning to i just think it's very explore interesting because... these explore this this style i think i think you're right cuz the 70s um, you know, black exploitation and 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 just kind of that. Um, you know, there were there weren't necessarily, but black, but like um, you know, a lot of those movies with like like Dirty Harry or um, yeah, you know, stuff like that. The the le- the male lead not only has to be tough and noble and strong, but he also has to get all the ladies. And mm. Shaft, yeah, I mean Shaft, yeah, exactly Shaft. Shaft. I mean, or, or what was the D- Dolomite? Uh, we had that recent Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, uh, well, that we, was great. We're, that that uh, which was hilarious and I love that. The, that was but really that was based off a, a real character and tried to tie it. Uh, yeah, I just I just thought it was interesting though because he he definitely had. Uh, there's more than one sex scene in uh, Jessica Jones with him and and Jessica, and then he has you know his his scene in this one and. I don't remember anything in Daredevil. Um, if they were, it would have been with Elektra, but I don't really remember anything in there. I just thought it was interesting that that came up. I mean, I didn't mind this, the scene. At, it, it was I mean, fine. At, at the same time, though, he's reading, you know, Ralph Ellison's Invisible Man and, and uh, you know, some of these 
some of this literature that explores, uh, you know, Invisible Man is about a black man rendered invisible to white society. And, you know, it's it's so so it's it elevates him to where he's exploring interesting topics. And 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 if you if you which is a you know, it's a really interesting thing to to read about and explore. I mean, this all might be practical considerations, too. I mean, it's it's like in Game of Thrones, um, you know, the characters that had sex scenes were the ones that were willing to do them. You know? True. So, you know, he might, they might have said, are you, how are you with sex scenes? And he was like, fine, I'm perfectly fine. But, you know. It's like I'm a little above average. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we even saw that with Sex Education. I don't know if, if and there's oh, of, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of series on Netflix that early on, like episodes one and two, you get a lot of more heavy, like it's almost like to grab the audience and say, hey, I want to watch Marvelous this. Ma- the Marvelous <laughs> Miss Maisel. Marvelous Miss Maisel is another example, yeah, where she oh, really? drops her top. The very first, first very episode. first episode, yeah. She and you're like, oh, okay. In the nude, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, topless yeah. and then nothing Two more seasons. And you talk to, <laughs> to our listeners, though. I mean, that's a great series. And if that's what it takes to get you to watch it, go watch it. And, <laughs> and you'll probably be I, I hooked mean, more than just because she drops her, you know, her top. But she has it, a nice rack, so it, it was right, okay. Right, so go see it for that and then get hooked because it's a good series. <laughs> and that's maybe what I mean, they're trying, you, going after. Adding to our watch was, list right now. <laughs> there, was, there was a... <laughs> There was that movie that was on Netflix um, last year. It was Flesh or somewhere what was in, it? from Eastern Say- Europe. There was there was this movie. It was called 365, and it was an Eastern European film. And the the big everybody's like the sex scenes are like basically X rated. Oh shit! And also added my watch list. <laughs> <laughs> and of course put it on i'm like all right let's see this this the movie itself was horrible i mean there's the storyline was just in you know inane and the but, acting was terrible but. but there was lots of nudity and sex and it's and it was you know when they have like what's trending it was trending for a couple of weeks <laughs> and netflix has just announced we're going to do two sequels and i'm like two sequels you barely had enough you didn't have the story for one, but uh, you know that many people watched it. Oh yeah. You know? Well, sex probably, definitely sells. They probably yeah. introduced that characteristic of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, obviously, with how they yeah. met. So they had to. They couldn't just drop it. They had to somehow kind of tie it to the character. But then they did kind of go away from it. They they teased it a little bit with coffee and. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't I don't remember the dynamics they have when they meet up in Defenders. I don't I don't know. And I don't know where it's going to go. Like, like I said, these these well, characters, all these I, all these were canceled by Netflix. Right. Uh, a yeah, couple years I, ago. Now they're all back into Disney and they're talking about bringing a lot of it back. So who knows? Well, I'll say this: I'll, the one thing you ask about how it how it works in the Defenders. It just I'm, I'm at the point in the Defenders where it just happened and it's kind of like the way the way they do it is like well you know we haven't gotten together in a while or whatever it's just kind of like they kind of drifted apart yeah like you know like they were a hookup thing it, they weren't like a true couple well that's what that's where it's really strange because they are a couple in the comics they have a child in the comics and that's where it's yeah. one of those is like okay are you just you know uh gonna go and it's funny because 
one of the, the the podcasts I listened to, one of the uh, the black podcasts, I think it was the the three black uh, geeks. Uh, they were talking about that uh, about okay, so now what happens when he gets back with her is like, and then they were saying, yeah, it, it could go really bad. They have him, you know, leaving a black woman after being with a, you know two black women and then going back to a white woman, yeah. you know, and it, it like the racial part of it. And it's like oh, you know, so are they changing it for that? You know, and then you also have I don't I don't even remember if it happens, but you know from the comics, Misty Knight and and Danny Rand are being an item, but yeah, I don't know if they they deal with that either. But when we get to Iron so. Fish, you'll understand why that she wouldn't be interested in him. <laughs> he's I, he's kind of a goob. <laughs> I and I mean, I I think if they were I billionaire I can't see... billionaire goob billionaire goob. <laughs> I, I kind of can't see them doing uh, Luke and Jessica getting together to the point where they like are married and have a child. Just not that he wouldn't be willing, but sh she's not in that place yet. Hardly <laughs> married in the in the. I mean, if you look at it, who is married in the MCU? So you have uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hawkeye's married. Oh, Tony and, and Pepper. Iron Man Tony was. Tony Stark gets married. Who else? That's pretty much it, right? Mm, yeah, I think from what we've seen so far. So, like, of all the people in the MCU, I mean, let's just say uh, um, it's kind of hard with let's their just jobs. Say Captain it's, America it's, it's gets rough. married. Captain yeah. America gets married in an alternate timeline. Oh, actually, he probably he did he because he went back yeah. and married Peggy. So yeah. Right. So there's but there's three people. Basically, three, and if you have the crossover, it, four. It's kind of rough because. with the job, though. I mean, they're, they're always traveling. It's just hey, long-distance relationships. I mean, Thor, longest distance. I mean, he was on a different planet. He tried, but he was on a different planet. <laughs> I mean, what about Doctor Strange? He's in a whole different dimension, right? I mean... <laughs> He's also a little goofy. I don't, uh, yeah, he wears robes all the time. He <laughs> seems ace to me. <laughs> He's, yeah, he's... Yeah. But anyways, let's get, let's guys, get... yeah, he's a guy who reads at night. He's one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nerd. Um, no, all right, so I, I, I'm ha That all said, I'm kind of happy with that. Kind of, you know. I would I rather them not have a bunch of relationships in. Yeah, there. I'm. I'm not interested in. In you know. Uh, I'm I mean, not saying develop relationships. I'm just saying more people in it seem like they're married in the odds of the world than the amount of people in the mcu that's all i'm saying i think it has a lot to do with the jobs yeah probably i mean yeah. it's a lot and a just, lot of them are a lot of them are not is it probably probably don't, don't get paid right yeah <laughs> uh, one yeah they don't get paid but i mean <laughs> they gotta I mean, get something i mean well, tony's yeah. pretty much fronting all of it <laughs> Yeah. Just not well, Falcon and the Winter Soldier when they want the money, right? They how many soap operas are around? Like, yeah. Well, Tony's so dead by that point. Anyway. How many soap operas are around nowadays? You, you know, so so soon enough, people got to get their soap operas somewhere, and maybe, <laughs> maybe these new series are going to start adding more relationships uh, just to just so so people can get their soap on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, well, that, Wanda and Vision never got married, right? Not in well. No, they did. In, they they did. They put the they put the rings on on episode. Yeah, true. yeah, that happened right away. So uh, they, I mean, they didn't do it in front of someone, but I mean, it was Wanda's, Wanda's brain and her mind. <laughs> yeah, 
We're way off topic. Sorry. We, we are. At least we're still in MCU. That's that's as good. usual. We're way off topic. <laughs> um, so uh, there's a lot of little side characters in this too, and I I I, I think most of them did really well. The the first, I think it's in the first two episodes. You got a lot of the little little kind of uh, side characters from um, from the the barber shop. Um, some of the guys that were involved with the the major. Uh, Sting and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think of the names. Um, Shamish was one, and um, uh, who's the the little the Puerto Rican kid that they were searching for? Um, that Scarf ends up killing. Oh uh, yeah. I I liked their characters, but some of those guys were so bad at acting. Some of the acting it was horrible. Was, there was the Puerto Puerto Rican uh, <clears throat> kingpin that were kind of the the other arms dealer. Um, that ate the. Yeah, that was the guy I talked about earlier. I like to eat the little Snickers bars or Milky Way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you would take a bite and toss it on the no. ground. That was great. You kind of kind of just played that scene up so well. I I liked uh, I liked the guy that they called Bobby Fisher who yes just yeah. hang, hung out at the barbershop. and I I Bobby, liked that he was Bobby Fish though right wasn't it Fish Bobby, was it Bobby, Bobby Fish. Fish Yeah, but I liked definite nod to Bobby Fisher though. Sure. Yeah, sure. but I I I really. I thought it was a great scene after Pops got killed and Luke is like, what's going to happen to this place? And he's like, well, in addition to sitting here with my chessboard, I've been doing the man's taxes for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he's and like, then he's like, uh, yeah. And he's like, you know, just, he's like, do you think every, every business here gets passed down through, you know, entirely legal means? And I thought that was, I thought that was a great scene, and and he was a great character, even though he was, he was only in a few scenes, but like every one was gold. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, this this kind of goes to the larger thing that I wanted to bring up. Um, I mean, if it were a novel, they'd call it world building, but I think the the neighborhood that they built. The, the kind of world, the Harlem neighborhood where all this is taking place, it really felt fleshed out to me. It really felt... It was actually filmed in Harlem. Oh, really? But I mean, yeah. like... I mean, not That's just... one of the things they talked about. They 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 said, if we're going to do this, we can't do this on a lot and in, in like, yeah. you know, Hell's Chick- Kitchen. I was going to say Hell's Chicken. Hell's Kitchen. Um, Hell's Chicken. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm still hungry. Um, so... Uh, yeah, they wanted to they wanted to make sure that it it had the look and and feel and stuff. So they actually shot it in in Harlem and stuff. They wanted like that, to, so. the cult, cultural relevance to kind of resonate, and it, it did at times, yeah, but really yeah. effectively. It, yeah. it, not just the architecture, but like you know, like the guy who was on the street corner in the beginning selling the videotapes, and he's like, "You see yeah. the Avengers," and then they come back later, and they're like, "Listen, we need your help," or the the girl who had the the shop where her dad's sports memorabilia was right right and yeah. and i mean they're just little characters that kind of come in and out but you, i really got the feeling like yeah everybody in this neighborhood has known each other their whole lives which everybody... is what brought and that's what gave me a problem when striker kills the cop and he just yells i'm luke cage and everybody just buys it because he's a black man in a hoodie and and yeah. you know like 
and like only, all those good, it well, was just kind of man that and that uh you know when method man does his little rap and you see everyone kind of come together and you know they're buying the hoodies so that they can protect luke cage and stuff you got much more feel of the of the culture at that point which which i, so I don't know if that was I more think... to protect luke cage i was more of a uh uh style everybody um, wanted to have the coolest no look i thought it was a way a way of kind of keeping him yeah, i think under, it was a little bit and, more under wraps you know and i think I mean, they didn't get into this, but um, I think it might have been one of the like the police wanted to get Luke Cage. Yeah, they're right. not of the they're not from the neighborhood. They're from outside the neighborhood. And they're coming in, so yeah, a guy yelling "I'm Luke Cage" and running off, not fool anyone who lived there. But the police right. might be like, "He said he was Luke Cage. That's who we're arresting," you know? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, right. But that's where they're gonna get the word is from the people. And that's that's where I that's where I had a, a small issue with it. But I mean, police are so, for their in-depth research, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So this is this is brings up exactly. <laughs> you know, I appreciate your your irony, Bo. There because it's true. It doesn't take too much to you know even even just saying I'm Luke Cage. We might think, yeah, that seems so stupid. And yet, even in our current reality, you see stupid things being embraced by, oh, yeah. by no, people I, that I, just I, want to kind of see a semblance of 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 mean normalcy. Right. one of the other podcasts i listen to is not surprisingly i listen to podcasts that have nothing to do with the marvel universe and what? one of what? them is <laughs> <laughs> one of them is called wrongful convictions and it's all these like false convictions of people and how they happen and you know people that have been in jail for like 30 years and and you know when 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 they get out and how they get out and everything that kind of goes hand in hand with that and it's like it's always like that kind of a thing it's like you know so and so said they saw this guy yeah. walking down the street so we arrested him and then you know we grinded him out for eight hours in a in a you know or or twenty hours in a in an interrogation yeah. room and and then you know and then he went to jail so it's like even though we didn't do it it's just like it's crazy to hear some of this stuff but that's what I'm saying it's like. Police just want to, like, oh, we want to close the case. So, anyway. Yeah. But I digress. I mean, this is way off topic. We're out. Well, We're back into real I, life. <laughs> yes and no, but it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, I think, yeah, as dumb as it is, it's like, oh, why are the police going after Luke Cage? He's a good guy. It's like, well, not to them. Yeah. Right. He's somebody, you know. Well, it was also after the the thing where he threw the cop, you know, in the yeah. the, the car, which was like, <laughs> it's like you kind of set yourself up on that one, Luke. I mean, you, you didn't have to throw him forty feet. You could have just, you know, two fingers and you knocked his ass out, kind of thing. But so, it was yeah, one of those big yeah. slap. Yeah. So, <laughs> it was a little bit. So slap. on top of being bulletproof, he also has. So is he as strong as Jessica Jones? Are they both? They kind of got the feeling he was about that strong, yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be pretty strong. I mean, well, and, and so this is where it was another inconsistency, right? At some points, he grabs the guys, you know, by by one hand and throws them up into the ceiling and, you know, like, like a teddy right. bear, like they don't weigh anything. And then there's that scene where he's trying to run out of the building with the, the little the Mexican cartel guy. And you can see he's kind of struggle running with him. I'm like, you should be able to hold him like a bag of groceries. Right, right, yeah. and just and he's a smaller guy too. I mean, I know he eats a lot of Snickers, but he's not that big, <laughs> you know. So it, yeah. there was we just, see how he just squeezes guns too, like Superman, and turns yeah, him in, turns him into yeah. He's supposed to have strength oh, right. and uh, endurance. Um, was some of the other what was um, I think those were the three things. The in, and in healing, vulnerable... right? Does he have healing too? 
he does because once they got the shrapnel out, his body just kind of like right. healed immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Which right, right. which was another part from the the prison scene, you know, and I, I was like, I don't remember, all, but like he had all the scars when before he went into the bath, and I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember, and then and then all of a sudden he doesn't have scars, which I was kind of like, would would that really work? Would it just heal old scar tissue? Like they I can understand if they, you get they made a writing executive decision when they when they when they went there because. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, they had to decide, okay, scars. We're gonna they, didn't, scars. they didn't want to, yeah, but, I mean, they shouldn't have put scars on them in the prison. But, I mean, it's, I would say if you have super healing powers, the scars are going to heal because. Yeah. If you live long enough, if you live long enough at a regenerative, I'm not saying, like, if you live to be 80, like, as you get older. See, it was, like, over 20 down. minutes. But it's. But we're dealing I'll, with you're right. alien they boiled tech, them off. You know? <laughs> they boiled them off. Alien then, tech, exactly. But I don't. I mean, that's it. Yeah. No, no, no. No, actually, it's, like, it's not alien tech. It's like it's like dolphin. T- what was the the fish? That the, didn't uh, you say it was abalone? Abalone. Is that right? No. Abalone oh. was something he was talking about when he was trying to get into get the uh, when they were reboiling them so that they could get the the bullets out of him. It had to do with the uh, flexibility to, of the cells. They were like. Yeah, it was abalone. It, it okay. was something about abalone. Okay. Yeah, because I was—I thought that was weird too. But yeah, I was. So those it was alien like a, abalones, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what it is? It's Marvel science. <laughs> yep. It, so that—that's what it is. Marvel science um, heals scars. There you go. Like I said, right. it's every, everything in these in these shows or movies, sooner or later, somebody just says, "Eh." <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's—it's it's not like Tenet. You don't got to keep your brain on to understand everything. <laughs> and you, yeah. So. Um, no, I, 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 it's it's a good show. Um, one of the things that um, I did hear too is that uh, a lot of people brought up the fact that it is um, unapologetically uh, black. So it's it's basically written, it's it's written and directed by uh, by blacks. Um, you know everything about the production and crew and stuff, and it it really oh, we lost Bo. Hopefully he'll come back. He was he was out for anyway. So, um, but uh, he. There he is. <laughs> he, uh, they were saying that you know they that there's a lot of um, things with this where they did it specifically so that it was more geared to a black audience and stuff like that, which and, and I agree and I think it was fine and I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I guess there was some controversy about you know some people were like oh there's not enough white people and it's like who cares it's it's not you know <laughs> right it's like. It, it, but that's that same argument, you know, there, when Dunkirk came out, right, uh, talking about Zack Snyder again, you know, there was people complaining that there wasn't people of color in Dunkirk, and I'm like, well, it's there wasn't people of color in those battles, so... Wait, what, what, what does that have to do with Zack Snyder? He, didn't he direct uh, Dunkirk? No, I think it was Christopher Nolan. You're back to Christopher Tenet. Nolan, that's right. Tenet. Tenet. <laughs> I knew it was one of, those, one of those directors, you're right. That we recently talked uh, about, yeah, there you go. yeah. Directors, they all look the same. Um, So, but uh, so I thought that was interesting that, you know, people really were like, and I was like, I don't understand. It's like, it it shouldn't be an issue, you know, but apparently some people had issues with it. And I was like, that's, that's stupid. This is is what it is. And you don't have to worry about it. But I mean, I guess no matter what you get, you're going to get people out there that are going to be upset, regardless of which side it is. I, yeah, I like I, it. I, I like it when they go more diverse, even if it do- goes against the comic book, you know, the initial iteration of a character, because you're dealing with 70s lore. 
in some of these places, you, you know, from times where where it may have been out of place to to show a more diverse cast. So it doesn't bother me when when you know there's more diversity okay. added. I know it does what, bother some people, but but uh, when you say diverse, are you saying that there should be more of a mix throughout, no matter what, or are you say because like that's, that's I, what I mean I, is I'm saying that. Are, are the skin color, cultural uh, origin of the actor shouldn't uh, reflect on the casting choice. Uh, I think it's more about who can command a character and bring him to life, whether it reflects the, the, the skin color or the cultural background of a, of a character in a comic book. I think that's, I think that's totally fair. And that's, um, so I'm... And I, and I think comics especially, I mean, they needed to do something. I mean, Bo knows this. I don't know if you guys realize. Uh, you've seen you've seen my Welcome daughter back, running Bo. around. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yes. What did I walk um, into? But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you you've seen my, my daughter. My daughter is Asian. She's mm -hmm. uh, yeah. she joined us through adoption. She's Chinese, uh, and but I try to raise her to be like aware of differences but not judgmental about them but i found that it's like seeing uh asian faces in media is really important to her and i didn't right. teach her that i didn't i mean I talk about we we went to see some disney movie and they had a preview for infinity war and she had not seen most of the marvel movies at that time because she was too young but she knew who the characters were. And they had um, Doctor Strange and Wong were on for like a half a second mm -hmm. in the preview. And she turns to me and she goes, who was that with Doctor Strange? <laughs> I realized she had not ever seen an Asian face among movies. And, you know, you look at the first six Avengers and it's like all of them are white, five of them are men. And three of them are blonde hair, blue eyed, you know. Redhead. Well, Kidding. no, yeah. but uh, Hawk, Hawkeye, Cap, and Thor oh. are all like very. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, sorry, I thought you were talking about the women were blonde hair, blue eyed. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, and um, I think I think uh, Hawkeye has brown hair. Um, Regardless, well, we get your anyway. point. <laughs> we, we get, get your point. point. <laughs> so, so when she started watching the movies, she really like gravitated like she knows all of the asian characters in the mcu it's like it's wong it's peter's friend ned it's all right. uh dr peter's cho friend ned. yeah she yeah. loves him loves him no um, that's funny dr cho well, how can you not um, he's hilarious <laughs> she's she i i have not let her watch deadpool but she's seen the youtube compilation of deadpool saying hi yukio 50 oh, yeah. times and <laughs> And her saying hi, Wade, and she, so she's like, she's very excited. She's she's waiting till that's she's a, old enough to watch. That's hilarious. And and her one one of her favorite characters is Loki, because he's adopted. Nice. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah, I know it cracks me up, but she, it's very important for her to see characters that look like her it doesn't hurt her enjoyment it's not like she's right. she's like i'm not watching thor or i'm not watching captain america because <laughs> well, i'm not. not watching thor i mean i'll tell you i'm pretty much <laughs> over thor but you're jealous of his no. hair aren't you 
Uh, yes. I am too. I, I am too. But <laughs> she she really wants to see characters that look like her. So I think it's important to have. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not. I wasn't saying anything. I wasn't. I I'm full on for it. My my biggest issue. Oh yeah, no. Was I, I mean, people I, out there saying that like they were complaining. There was it wasn't diverse there wasn't you know i heard one person talk about uh and i thought it to me it made me laugh it, it was wrong but it, it made me laugh is that uh there's not a lot of white people in the in the show and at no point do any white people talk to each other and there's uh there's some um yeah thing that uh, i can't remember, and it, it's it's used a lot with uh women where they they'll have two women the Bechtel and, test the Bechtel test and they're yeah. like yeah it's the white people Bechtel test and i was like that's fucking funny wait, wait, it's wait, wrong wait. but it's what, funny what is that it's like if you it, it's, it's it's like the, you can the have the Bechtel test it's it's a movie passes the Bechtel test if there's yeah. two women like ma- named characters with names talk to each other about something other than a man. Yeah. <laughs> or Why, it, it, where does it, it get its name? It's, Why Bechtel? Oh, it's uh the woman it, it came up in a in a comic called Dykes to Watch Out For, which was uh the woman who's who I forget her first name, but her last name is Bechtel. Okay. Yeah, and it was just hilarious. it was funny. That's hilarious. It, it, yeah. it, it, and I, like I said, I, and, I was like, I couldn't believe people were so upset. And I'm like, it does. I mean, it's not that big a deal. Like, it didn't take anything away from it to me. The, the well, thing, the thing about. Thing is, are you talking about, like, the fact that it takes place in Harlem? Like, I I can't, like. I can't there was realize. a controvert. There was a controversy when it came out. There was people out there complaining that it didn't have enough diversity. And then there was there's reviews out there that people like one guy wrote and I don't I didn't see these. This is stuff I heard people talk about. Like one guy wrote that this would have been better if it had a uh, a white um, v- you know master villain behind it all. You know, and I was like. And they were tearing it apart too. It's yeah. just one of those things. Is like no matter where you go, like this is. And my, I brought up the the idea that, or to counter this, you know, it was the same thing when Dunkirk came out. There was people out there saying, "Oh, this movie sucks. There, there's not a, there's not a diversity. There's no people of color." And it's like, well, you know, it's it's a reenact or a, a representation of a true event that didn't have people of color in it. Yeah. So it's it's kind of well, like I wonder, like I. I I personally have never been to Harlem, but I wonder how diverse Harlem is, like, as a as a bar. As now, it's not. It's not nearly as as it was before. Probably not even as much as it shows in that. It's yeah. it's it's. I been, just wonder how diverse it is. It, but it's, a, it's a fair question when you're dealing with a topic that is so culturally resonant. You know, this is this yeah. is this this has culture behind it. It takes place in in Harlem, which which is predominantly black. Uh, should should cinema overlook that and cast regardless, or should they cast to to I, to what is culturally re- relevant? And and it's it yeah, I could see people kind of struggling with it who might say, yeah, you're dealing with with Dunkirk. Oh well, why can't you just throw some black actors in in there or, or a different culture that doesn't necessarily represent history? Yeah. Um, I because mean, cinema is 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 above beyond that. Shouldn't be like sh- we shouldn't pigeonhole casting I mean, to be it's not like short circuit where they cast the main white it's not like short well, circuit where or where they Tom, cast what's, what's his name or lone what's, ranger what's with uh, yeah well you're talking uh, about johnny depp yeah. well johnny depp yeah. and lone ranger is tonto i think yeah i remember short circuit i, I don't know that guy's name but but yeah the he was guy's like a, name, he's 
Yeah, he's not Indian, but he plays an Indian. Well, like in Simpsons, the the uh, the Seven Eleven. Apu, yeah, yeah, and that played by Frank Azaria. There there you go, and that got that got got in trouble for it. Um, Okay, but that's a voice actor. That's a little different. So now, if you want to get that deep into it, you know. You had, you had uh, black actors playing Asian guys uh, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So you had a black actor doing the voice of Shredder. Well, you I mean, had it goes, Mickey, it goes, Mickey Rooney it's, playing it's in voice. Breakfast at Tiffany's as a... As a one, of the most, one of the most racially insensitive castings in the history of cinema, quite Oh, honestly. my gosh, it's so, horrible. So where do you draw... I mean, it's, I'm not saying this is a, something that you know, we well, can answer, but it is no, out there, that. and it's fair to, I mean, it's fair to, to kind of address it. I, I love your, you know, your daughter's point of view, Nina, about, about how the, you know, actually watching cinema and seeing someone out there that you can... You know, you know, we're looking for role models when we watch when we watch television and when we can see someone that is kind of in, in our image, it is so moving. And, and, you know, a lot of us have the privilege of, of, of growing up where it's, you know, white male, uh, uh, you know, and the accent, I think I talked about accents last week, yeah. you know, is, is yeah. similar to what we're familiar with. And so it, it rolls off us like, Oh yeah, everyone's like us. So that's, that's okay. But there are, that's not the case, and so I like it yeah, when I, and, things are more represented. And I and I think it is important to get get representation. Like again, I'll I'll go back to my sister. She had a little boy that she was fostering uh, up until very recently. She had him for over a year. Um, he was three years old. Loves superheroes. Just like I bought him like uh, calf, I bought him Black Panther pajamas. I bought him little little toys and stuff, and when Falcon and Winter Soldier ended, Sam Wilson was Captain America. Hang on, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, it's all right. I mean, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you missed your and, window. Sorry. Uh, you're right. <laughs> but, and I was. You I haven't was, seen episode one, I'd, I'd imagine. Quite I frankly. haven't seen any of it because I've been watching all these other things. <laughs> Me too. Anyway, go <laughs> ahead, Neil. Mean, sorry. I mean, I was, I was thrilled on his behalf. I'm like, he's going to mm. grow up. He can look at this Sam Wilson, this cool, this cool Captain America who looks like him, sounds like him, and eats the food that he eats, and has these similarities with him. And I mean, that's beautiful, and it's it's so cool. And you know, it's it's tough with diversity because it's like you don't want to. There's a lot of things that were done in the past that right now we would be like, oof. No. <laughs> like, you got to be careful, too, because uh, then you get labeled cancel culture. And that, you know, when you start taking the past and saying that was wrong, so we should probably move on from that. Oh, we're canceling the past. So, you know, it, it's tough. It's, you know, it's uh, spite the, the recent Spider-Man animated movie, the uh, multiverse. Spider-verse. Spider-verse, Spider-verse. Yeah. Which really had an interesting. Uh, you I know, loved they, it. they use diversity to kind of. Uh, explore all yet. those la, different la, la. characters. Well, it, it's it just <laughs> you know, I, I Catch up, get a sense of, of of what it's about with just this idea that you know you're dealing with different Spider-Man characters or Spider Spider-Man. Spider people, not not just men. Yeah, true, very um, true. Spider, there's, 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 I know there's a Spider Pig. Yeah, exactly. He does whatever uh, Spider Pig can. But it's a yeah. damn good movie too. It's not just it's not I've, just yeah, exploring diversity. I do really want to see it. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good. 
Yeah, I, I have, that, see it I on have a, that on the Blu-ray. I want to see it on a larger screen and I, not a big screen, like not a movie theater, but we have. Aren't you getting uh, like a 700 foot screen in your house, or we're getting this? We're getting a bigger screen for the living room, which means we get the the downstairs TV is going to be the upstairs TV, so it's big enough for the size of the room that I think I can accommodate. Uh, <laughs> accommodate Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, uh, my my brother-in-law um, has a... They, they had a huge TV in their room, but it wasn't big enough, so they got another one. I well, think it's I'm like surprised a... that's Kelly is the one that's pushing for the bigger TV in the living room, and I'm like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we'll push they, the they literally... They had like an 80-inch TV, and, and it just wasn't big enough to fit the room, so he ended up getting like... A, it's like a 96 or... Wow. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, that's like, that's like double the size of my TV. Right. We're not quite there. We're we're looking at we're looking at a uh, a seventy two inch. I think is what we're looking at as nice. far as like that's what fits the size of our living room. But it's like our living room and our kitchen kind of adjoin. So I'm oh. like pushing for like a little bit bigger, eighty inch, so we can see yeah. it from the kitchen. I mean, you have to be able to see it from the kitchen. I mean, come on, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I I walked I walked into like a Best Buy years ago and they had some super size 100 inch tv or whatever and they had on uh national geographic special Ugh. and they had like close-ups of like giant millipedes in the jungle <laughs> you know, 100 inches across and i was like you know what i can die happy right. if i never have to see this again <laughs> too much I know, walking through right. costco <laughs> Costco, when they have those big TVs, oh, yeah. it, it does. I'm like, oh, but no, I, I, I'm happy with mine. I think I got yeah. I think it's 56, 60, yeah. something like that. That's what our one. That's what ours is now. But anyway, we're getting way off top. Yes. Okay, sorry. All right, back I want to. I want to go back. I, the one thing I want to say about Luke Cage, and and it more dives into like the MCU as a whole. And the thing that the thing that I like about this series, and it really kind of uh, kind of opened my eyes to it because I had already seen like the main Marvel movies which take place in Manhattan you know they take place you know when sort of like what everybody thinks of as New York and then you know you have excuse me Daredevil that that, that dives into um, Hell's Kitchen and then here you have Harlem and it's like the way they sort of like interact with all of the different parts of New York and they're like everybody's kind of looking after their own neighborhoods and not so much Manhattan looking after their neighborhood because that's a like a, a a worldwide kind of a thing, right? But you look at you know Daredevil's looking Daredevil and Punisher looking after Hell's Kitchen um, to some degree, and then you have you know Luke Cage is looking after Harlem, and it's just like I like I like how they kind of like kind of they they kind of cross over, and it's it's the fact that Rosario Dawson is in all of these kind of makes a little bit of sense you know iron fist i guess is manhattan too right because you know that's where the office yeah. building is is in manhattan and yeah. i don't know where the i don't know where the dojo is um or whatever you want to call it that they that i don't they know if in. they pin it down that, but it doesn't I seem it... like a manhattan space because it seems like more small scale but i mean there are small scale places in manhattan yeah. but it's just the way the way she kind of shows up in all these different things it really kind of works out it's not like you know, she's in Wakanda, and then she's here, and then she's there. And she's like kind of all over New York, and that's what New yeah. York is like. Like, people are all over New York, 
and you're uptown, you're downtown, you're Manhattan, you're Harlem, you're Hell's Kitchen, you're Brooklyn, you're whatever, and it's just like all kind of makes sense. And I think they they do a really good job of like kind of like intertwining all of that. You know, the the arms dealer, the way he's like Hell's Kitchen the, and yeah. and Harlem and all that. I think they do a really great job. And I think you know. A, the other thing that they do is I think they do a really good job. I don't know as much as you might or might not like the story. I think the story development and the character development of Luke Cage is one of the better, you know, they do a good, not maybe not one of the better, but they do a good job of developing his character and, okay. and bringing his I want to talk about that. In. Okay. Cause they, I think they had a failure, a big failure in this. And it's, it's uh, something that they changed from his normal backstory. Uh, when when they go to show his backstory where he first shows up in the, the prison, mm-hmm. they they call him out as being an ex-cop. Right. And and he and then they say some somewhere in there, they say something about some ex-military like a Marine or something like that. That wasn't from the comics. He, he was a gangbanger in the comics who oh, changed really? his ways and stuff like that. But they never go back to it. They never deal with it. They never talk about it at all so it's kind of like they they threw it in there just to make it a little bit worse for him in prison but they never bring it up again and i think that was a failure because i I, it could have it could have added a ton of you know backstory and and you know tying things together especially when the cops are looking for him and he's having to deal with all that like he would have known more about what's going on and he would have dealt with things differently have been an ex-cop they might have treated him differently knowing he was an ex-cop and i think that was a failure and i'm not sure why they added that in the beginning where they're not going to follow through with it so coming from someone who has not seen season two i got a feeling towards the end of this season that that was something that they were moving towards in season two because they had the whole file, his backstory, you know, that file that got, got lost. I think that just, you know, uh, and, that just, and, and he was going to go after, you know, he was yeah. going to go track down the, the, the prison psychologist. Um, and so it seemed like there was some unresolved stuff that they were leading towards. Um, well, so I don't prison see psychologist a, was his wife. Which okay. is another thing they okay. don't touch on well, at all. Again, there's, wait, there's some holes little, there. In the show or? Like, I again, I don't. I, yeah, yeah, really. The, the so, one, the one who was killed by Jessica Jones, that was a prison psychologist. From yeah. from from Rhea, someone, Rhea? from someone from only seeing season one, it seems like there's more to come. If it if it doesn't turn, you know, doesn't play out in season two, then yeah, maybe it's a failure. Maybe they were going to explore it in season three that never came to fruition. But it doesn't seem I, like it's 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 missing yet for me. And and I think they. I think they may have done that to kind of, I mean, if you you look at the, the comics in the 70s and they, they had a, several black characters that they developed, but they all kind of had the same background that they were all gang members, like yeah. Luke Cage, Falcon, you know, and I think they... Yeah, that's kind of... That's very Starsky and Hutch, so we're going to have them be a, a little... No, I I like the fact that they changed it. I think it it, it actually adds more to it, um, and makes it more believable in my mind. You know that, but I just they never went any further with it, and I was kind of like, I wish I, they would have. Yeah, um, I agree. That was the other one that brought, uh, that came up is is how long was he out of prison? Because he he wasn't married to Rhea when he breaks out of prison. 
right? But then they're they find a way to get together and 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 get married long enough for her to get killed by Jessica, and then we have a whole year that goes by until Krill, Kilgrave comes back. So I mean, we're talking some major time that he's been out of prison, you know, and it's kind of it 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 doesn't the the, the math yeah. didn't seem to be right in in. I th I think they. I think they were kind of leaning toward he some there was some adventure or whatever that he had in the meantime but you're right they never developed it or, or really yeah. mentioned it much yeah uh, one of the other ones that got me that i thought was uh, it, it was a cool scene and it really played into the story but was a little ridiculous too was cottonmouth shooting the the missile launcher or bazooka off the the roof into connie's uh uh shop or the chinese uh, restaurant yeah, yeah. uh Genghis Connie, uh, which I thought was hilarious too. That's that. I would totally eat at that restaurant. Yeah, which is so. I, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll bring it up later. But the fact that did he follow him around just like toting this like, you know, bazooka with him or uh, rocket launcher, you know, and then just happens to fight, you know, go up on the roof and sh I mean, it just like. He didn't seem like the yeah. kind of guy that's going to chase him down to find him and, and shoot him with a rocket. You know, I guess maybe because his house was above it, that maybe helped a little bit. But it just it was one of those. It just seemed out of place for 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 Cornell Stokes to do that. You know, Cod I don't think he I don't think he'd have had to chase him down. Like you said, everyone knows who he is. And that that was one of the f things I got is that like. This is not a neighborhood that has a lot of secrets. Like everybody knows everybody else's business. So he probably knew somebody who knew somebody who knew where Luke Cage lived. Yeah. And I think. Um, well, that, as soon as I said it, I thought about it. I was like, oh, that's right. He lived above it. That might have helped. But it still was one of those like him be, just being up on the roof with a, a you know, rocket launcher was kind of, you know. He wanted, he like, wanted to make okay. a point. Wanted yeah. to make a point. But, <laughs> but he also see, yeah, there, uh, someone else brought up like the whole, like him beating up the guy in his, in his office. On you know, he's like, you you think he would have had like a special room for that? Like not beating him up on these like nice rugs that people have to clean up, and you know, it's just, <laughs> he's got people. Yeah, but I mean, you, you never get all of that. You know, come on, we've all watched CSI. You, it, you never get rid of all the blood. Um. So there were some some just some little issues like that, but I mean it didn't hurt the story. It just made you know when you when you think deeper into it, you're like ah uh, okay. Well, sometimes it, it, um, the storytelling seems a little thin when there's a lot of kind of what if you know, like loose it also or things like it, that. And, it, and, it could also make it go comic booky too. Uh huh. Right, yeah. which yeah, a lot of people talked about. Times. Yeah. Yeah, Stryker was definitely a comic booky type guy from you know where the rest were more fleshed out and could have been a little bit more real he was the one that was the most comic book like well, even this the series because even if you look at jessica jones or you, you know the, the the previous ones that we've talked about the we've talked so much about how the the baddies are much more motive you you get a sense of their motivation even even uh, cottonmouth i think was was really a well uh, crafted character in his motivation but yeah you get characters then suddenly that come out out of the blue and it's like well now we're getting into the comic book realm they don't fit into this yeah universe. okay yeah. what do you guys think his, what do you think striker's uh main driving force was i mean what did, what did you think, think it was he was jealous. I think they were really yeah i think <laughs> they were really mom? Yeah, I think they were really pushing like Luke Cage has the life I should have had. You know, he had the 
the loving family he had the um what he even he, said in there he goes he even said he knew his dad didn't love him too striker even said that so it couldn't have been yeah. that he he had that i mean it just it was very paper thin and weak it didn't it it's, didn't make it's sense it's not that interesting I, to talk about yeah you can, can yeah you i mean i would <laughs> I mean, well, I would think that's that's Steve's way of saying move on. No, well, no, I mean, I mean they just don't give you it enough. Was we can, we can, weak. Yeah. I, I, I think honest, it was pretty I, weak too. Go ahead, Nia. Sorry. I'd be curious if there was stuff going on behind the scenes, like if there was, you know, stuff going on in the writers' room or or the oh, the showrunner was really weak. Or I mean, I know we'll probably get into this with Iron Fist, but um, Jeff Loeb, who was kind of in charge. He's kind of the Kevin Feige of uh, the Netflix shows. Oh, really? And from now that he's retired, a lot of the actors and writers are saying, yeah, he was kind of racist. And it was... Really? Yeah. And it was... Wow. Like, like the... He wanted to do some a lot of stuff with the Asian characters, and Iron Fist, Colleen, and uh, some of the other... Asian actors, and he's like, nobody cares about Asian people. Oh, shit. Stick to, yeah. And and that's, I think Danny Rand in the comic is half Chinese, and he's like, yeah, no. Oh, I don't know if he is or not. I, I'll have to look I think, but Yeah, I think they I'm stayed pretty close, I think they stayed really close to the comics in that one, where he was a white guy that, I think they did really good with the backstory being comics and I know this is one that and we'll talk a lot about when it comes up because that was a big problem that people that did know the comics were like oh this is whitewashed and it's like no this is literally the way the story was written it's like okay. right or wrong it, it's, but anyway it, yeah or, you know I mean it's, it's all at this point he's not saying anything and yeah but it kind of sounds like he was at least a dick and so, I mean, it was, how yeah, much of a struggle like was it to, to get this stuff done? Yeah. You know, and, and, and like you said, like Mahershala Ali is like, I can't do more than one season. I, I want to be written out. And it's like, okay, well, who do we have that's available? And who do we have? And you right. have to stick to the comics and all that stuff. So it may just be underwritten because there was some sort of turmoil going on behind the scenes. or There wasn't a strong... There wasn't a real, I think, well, the strongest anything. You have to have one strong voice saying, this is True. how it's going to be. Well, you I know? think yeah. I think the main writer, oh, where'd he go? Where'd he, um, uh, Coker, Chia Harodi Coker. He uh, he was the, he wrote almost all, I mean, he's the main, and he was the showrunner. Um he had a lot, I guess, he, you know, they talk a lot about, he had a lot to do with a lot of it, and, and he was involved with stuff like The Wire and things like that. Um, he also wrote, uh, like, The Notorious, which is the, the Notorious B.I.G. story. So that's oh, kind of, really? oh, okay. that, that's why that big picture of Biggie's yeah. in there, right? That was, I mean, just visually, that was great. Oh, it was, like, yeah, it was huge. You know, crazy. And it's, you know, the with Cottonmouth would stand in front of it so it looked like the crown was on his yeah. head. <laughs> and then nice. and then, you know, different people would stand there and have the crown and it's like, uh huh. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it was it was cool. 
yeah, but so was... yeah, that was that was a big part of it, and and so yeah, interesting. Um, I mean, maybe he just maybe he was being argue. Maybe people were arguing with him, or maybe yeah, you know, he I... wasn't able to because because the wire, like I said, I think they should have gone darker. The wire is yeah. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if they stayed away from going too dark because the, yeah. they already were expecting some kind of backlash a little bit, you know, not not to 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 say anything other than, you know, it's it's a black centric Marvel show. So they're already going to there's trolls out there, regardless of what they yeah. make and, and how good it is, whatever. There's always going to be some people out there that complain. And so maybe they were trying to say, OK, let's not go too dark and Maybe. and see you know you know and I, I i don't think they need i thought it was pretty good i just i i would have liked some more believable backstories for like striker i think misty uh misty had a perfect you know misty knight had a perfect backstory and hers was a great story to follow luke cages was good and a great introduction f- to misty's character too how she came in through oh the- my god she's hot well it's, she- uh, <laughs> but, but she was playing she was undercover and so we got a whole sense of, of a different character i would get undercovers <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, get your coffee she, on yeah. that's right <laughs> exactly that would get me to drink some coffee <laughs> I'm just saying. Sugar. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, oh. Yeah, I thought I, she was my favorite part of the entire thing. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, because she had she had a very consistent story, you know, and, and it, it, you know, it was believable the whole way through. It didn't waver. It kind of, you know, it, it stayed. She was trying to be the good cop. She was trying to protect Harlem. She was trying, you know, the only the only thing you could say is, is was she being a good cop because she was kind of covering up her her interactions with Luke and maybe not looking at him as a sub, you know, subject in, in that that, you know, when possibly he could have been. But so but I think it all worked out really well. And, and she goes on and just what I do remember of Defenders and, and the other stuff that's coming. She is a good character all the way throughout. Her her healing abilities. Know, she think... had her her arm when they had to like, when the night nurse takes care of her arm, and and then like, because uh, she's almost dead, and then and then it's like, oh, I'm gonna go. Well, they, they sew said up, that it... sew up this artery, and then suddenly she's like able to, she's fine. I that I, I mean, it seemed like she'd need a blood transfusion before she could recover. I think she recovered a little too fast, but maybe she's got I, some I think... superhero qualities that I don't know about yet. I think she got a little bit of healing from her time with Luke Cage. Maybe that. She, you know, she she almost makes she almost makes the Rosario Dawson list as being in all of the Defenders series because she, yeah. as I look at MDB, she was in Jessica Jones, not as her regular character. What she she was in Jessica Jones as Andre's wife, and then in Misty Knight, Fenders, Luke Cage, and um, Iron so, Fist. Wait, so you're saying Alfred Woodard is not the only character that has played two roles in MCU? That's true. All right, that is also wow. true, Noah. <laughs> uh, hey, I've got almost, I got my information she, from others. Yep, and right. she's one. She's one series away from being in Dare. If she were in Daredevil, she would yeah. have been in all of them. Plays a different character in Jessica Jones. It says Andre's wife, which I don't even know who Andre is. Quite right. No, but Andre's yeah, wife is uncredited, and it looks like Andre is also uncredited. So, so maybe it's wrong. Right? <laughs> maybe it's wrong. Maybe she has no speaking lines. Anyway. Maybe. 
which which would make her named character. She's not really a named character. If she's just someone's wife. So maybe, maybe that's... they're like, this guy should have a wife. Hey, get what's her name over from the Luke Cage <laughs> set to stand in the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think she had the best. I mean, to me, the best part of this 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 series was was her her storyline. Um, as far as villains go, how do you, how do you think the villains? I mean, we got three essentially. You know, you have you have Cottonmouth, you have uh, Mariah, and you have Stryker. How do they stand up to some of the other? I mean, let's let's just talk Mar or uh, the Netflix series. How does how does they how do they stand up to like Kilgrave and Fisk and uh, what was the? I guess the Hand. I mean, who who's the real villain? In I mean, you can't really. I, I guess you can say Punisher is kind of a villain. Even though he turns out to be a hero later, um, but I mean, like Fisk and and Kilgrave, I mean, do they do they hold their ground against them? I I I no. don't I think mean, they're. These are, these are some yeah. of the weakest villains. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the whole series really is a lot of missed opportunities. It's not necessarily bad, but it could have been better. It could have been better, and it could have been better pretty easily. They just right. needed. To tighten some some stuff up, they needed to add some backstory. I, I mean, I, they have some gr- yeah. they have some great actors. I mean, Cottonmouth. Oh yeah, yeah, and I like no, I, I like your idea of extending Cottonmouth's character to to like episode eleven or twelve. I think or he would he kind of carry the yeah. carry it a little bit more because he had a good thing going and uh, like um, maybe, maybe get him a little bit more crazy, a little bit more you know like having a like i'm gonna lose this i gotta i gotta do what i need to do and and yeah, yeah. that would have been much better and i think you would have give him a i would have loved yeah. it yeah. and and you could have kept yeah. the same storyline going through essentially and had mariah also kind of flipping losing her her place and trying to maybe cut in and then you got striker you know maybe maybe mariah flips and cuts a deal with striker and has striker kill him at the end i think that would have been a better story striker should have stayed at the same level of shades kind of play the two of them out he wasn't developed enough to 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 elevate him to 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 you know he became kind of the main villain of this series which to me was the downfall of the series was that it just i agree didn't it didn't carry it didn't it wasn't written well there was it it failed i mean I think Cottonmouth and Mariah, played by lesser actors, not have been nearly as compelling. Correct. Like if you switch, sure. yeah, you know, it's I I think Marshall Ali just has charisma to spare, yeah. and you know he could he could take you know what what they gave him and really sure. run with it. And the same with Alfrey Woodard. You know, she, you know, they were both acting their asses off. And then you have the guy playing Stryker and it's like, you know, they actually did give him a lot of backstory, but he, he was not as skilled enough to know what to do with it. Yeah. And the the backstory was kind of all over the place. When you said that, it made me laugh a little bit. I I just went through my mind. I'm like, who else would have, like, who could you have uh, put in that, that cotton mouth? And I thought... The kid that played Urkel, uh, Jamil White. <laughs> I'm like, now how funny would that be? Well, I was thinking. I, about, mean, I, I was thinking about the Diamondback character. Who could you cast there? Who could have elevated that that the writing to a to a better level? And I I don't know. To me, the writing was very lacking there because they didn't give the character. I agree. I think it was I it was more writing, it. less than actor. 
I would have traded those two actors. What do you mean? You mean put? Oh, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if the actor that I mean, did Codmouth could have done the physical work that the other guy did. I think he he was a smaller gentleman, so the the size oh, was yeah, part of the intimidation. Uh, another big actor would have been good. Um, I don't. I don't know necessarily think the actor was the full problem, and it was the story. Um, it may also have been direction. The Rock, in. The rock uh, <laughs> right. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. There you no. go. That's Kevin Hart. It should. Striker should have been Kevin Hart. <laughs> Striker should. That would have been. been. If they could have done the Master Blaster thing from uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome and have it The Rock with Kevin Hart on his back, you know. Then <laughs> <laughs> you got both of them. What is? It? What, were they in that CIA movie? Uh, yeah, that that's a great movie. That's fun. That is a. Uh, that is one of the most well. yeah. <laughs> underrated movies I've ever seen. Like I went into that like not even wanting to watch it. I'm like, this looks so dumb. And uh, after watching it, I was like, I don't think that was one of the. I think it got a lot of. No, good that's what for me. I I looked at the trailer and I'm like, this does not look interesting. I, I'm not <laughs> excited to see this. And afterward, I was like, that was one of the funniest things I've seen in a couple years. <laughs> and, and I still think it's hilarious. It's it's one of those. Another good one. <laughs> now. Body wise, it would have worked perfect for Stryker just because he would have been intimidating. But I don't know because of who it was. But Terry Crews would have been another one well, that would have been <laughs> fun to see. Yeah, he, he would have taken that that uh, performance to a different level, though. That would have been a little, yeah, especially a little if he played the crazy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's one of my favorites. I, I, lo- I, I don't Terry think it would have. I think that would have been worse for the series. Just I mean, <laughs> I, 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 Terry Crews. I mean, he kind of he's kind of a character. He plays a, a certain type. I don't think that that would have worked. Uh, with this role, even though... Well, I but, I mean, we've seen comedic actors being able to do good. I mean, Jim Carrey has done some, you know, stuff that wasn't all co- comedy and, and was able to do it. So, I mean, Terry Crews might have been able to. Huh. Okay. If he would have wanted. Actually, too bad he's not around, but Charlie Murphy would have been a great person to have it. Have him. Because he, he, he can pull off that gangster look. Charlie Murphy would have been perfect as Who's striker. that? Who's Charlie <laughs> Charlie Murphy's, Murphy's brother, from the Chappelle Show. Yeah. Oh, okay. so oh, good. oh gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's right. He 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 could have put he. I would have believed him as Codmouth too, or Striker. But he was a uh, he could have been Striker for sure. Not only that, but he's a trained martial artist, so he would have brought a little bit more. <laughs> Charlie Murphy game. is. Yeah, he is a he was a black belt in Kempo, like a oh, second wow. or third degree. Uh, that's not real oh. martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I can't wait for next next one. So much to talk about on that next one. Anyways, um, yeah, I think we've we've pretty much hammered everything. Is there anything? Uh, let's just okay. What was what was your favorite uh, part or storyline um, in this? Uh, it, it, what would make you recommend this to someone else as far as a storyline? Yeah, I I don't know I. I don't know if it would make me recommend this to somebody, but I, I really, what's that? Or sorry, were, did I no, no, out? no. I, I was, I was laughing a little bit. Like, yeah. thinking, would you, would you recommend this? I mean, I it, would. I mean, that, I would. and you can add that I mean, question it to be, it. It wouldn't be like high, high, high on my list, but yeah, the one part that I really, kind of like, kind of drew me in. I don't know why, was the whole like, um, like the the at the club when they were like oh you know, right, they right. had to hide and and they faked you know they were like pretending that the woman was going but they pretended she went into labor i forget it's been a while since I uh 
No, no she, she had just a, passed she, out. She needed her asthma her, or something. Or, no, insulin. No, her, insulin. 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 Yeah, yeah. She's diabetic. So like, so that kind of thing, like that whole kind of like minor storyline. Like, I really, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed that, and 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 it was like there were just like all these kind of little things that were like, and there's kind of like Easter eggy kind of things, like you yes. know the the barbershop, you know the the whole like the way that kind of starts, and like you're the saying swear the barbershop, jar. and yeah, the swear jar, and how much the barbershop gets shot up. Like it's yeah, like supposed to be so... and all that kind of stuff and like the biggie poster. There's like all these kind yeah. of Easter eggs and and all that kind of stuff. Little details, like, yeah. I like all the little details and the way they kind of do a pretty decent job with some of the small details. But you know, I just kind of I kind of dug that one part with with the 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 nightclub kind of scene where they're doing the was it like the hostages thing or whatever? Yeah, the hostages and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's I kind of like that and you know I don't know it's. You know, we didn't talk about it a lot, but the club in itself was a whole part of the story, like all the yeah. live acts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that was a very cool, interesting part of it. Um, even though I, I wasn't into all of the songs, just because some of the, the 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 some of the older style wasn't what I was into, but I thought it really played well with what the the idea was, and I think it played really well with Cotton Mouth's character and in his his kind of journey with music that we don't get till later. And then yeah. it all comes back. It kind of plays back. I, th I think that was a good thing. Cool. What about you, yeah. Nina? Would you, I, first off, would you recommend this? And what would be the thing that would make you recommend it? Or it if would, you wouldn't. I would recommend it to, sheesh. I mean, if somebody was saying, I've watched all the movies, is it worth watching the Netflix shows? Or is it worth watching the TV shows? I would say the Netflix shows as a grouping Mm -hmm. are probably the most worthwhile. Right. Um, I mean, we can argue about which ones are better or worse, but I think they all kind of have a style and a cinematic quality to them and some really great acting. Um, and they, I think they fit into the MCU best. So I, I think from that point of view, I would recommend it. But if you were not into the MCU, no. Um, right. It's it doesn't. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but that said, that that is what I liked about it. I liked the setting. I liked, like I said, the 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 neighborhood really and the characters really felt lived in and realistic. You know, like I really believed. You know, when when. Luke Cage is talking to the girl who has the sports memorabilia stuff. I'm like, right. I really believe, like, yeah, he's known her probably since they were kids, you know, right. and like. Well, he actually didn't. He didn't grow up in Harlem, so no, he didn't know. He didn't know the people. He. he I the mean, only reason he was in Harlem was because uh, Pops was Rhea's father. Okay. He didn't grow. He didn't grow up there, so he didn't know any of those going back. Otherwise, it would have been a whole different story. I mean, he might have been running with Cottonmouth, which was comic book um, background. He was actually uh, running with Cottonmouth and Stryker and stuff like that in a gang uh, when he was young. That okay. was the comic books. They didn't do that for the 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 movie or show. But I mean, I still like I said, I still felt like everybody knew everyone else's business. Right. Everyone knew who everyone was. I mean, it's it's it wasn't just Harlem. It was a small neighborhood in Harlem, a couple of blocks, and I really got that that feeling from it, and uh, and I like that. Like I said, like this, some of the 
you know, some of the visuals, um, like the club looked great. You, you know, the everything looked, you know, just had a very cinematic quality, and I liked all that too. It had style, had a lot of style. Hmm. Cool. All right, Steve, yeah. what about you? Um, I would, would recommend. You, would you recommend it? I would, would you recommend? I would recommend the first seven episodes, and I would say that's enough. <laughs> to me, yeah. that oh, that's okay. where it that you know. That, and that's where that's that's where uh, Cottonmouth is killed, which I think is the penultimate episode. That you know his backstory that kind of carries him, and 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 unexpected too. I did not expect him. To, I don't think anybody to, did to die, but I thought I thought they did it with class and really. I mean, they didn't they didn't um, they didn't waste the opportunity. I do think they could have they could have carried his character further. Uh, but after that, I thought the the except for the the Method Man, uh, you know the, yeah. the Wu Tang <laughs> episode, which I thought kind of recaptured some of the tone that worked worked really well. The, the you know the the directors that chose to 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 utilize the music, the musical performance, and integrate it into the tone of the episode, I thought really uh, did the best uh, honor to the to the to the show, even if it was, you know a little different style of music but if you capture whatever that music is and integrate it that was great and there was a few directors that captured that well so I think episode 7 which was my favorite and then whatever that Wu-Tang um, episode was um, was my other that's like but as 10 far as, I think okay, it was but as far as recommendation I'd say up to episode 7 and then after he gets shot with that Judas bullet it's like eh that, that whole story arc was uh, was campy and just know that he gets better and uh, and and take you to season two and, and cross your fingers that, yeah. <laughs> that it comes back. Right. Um, I would recommend this to people that are also into the, the Marvel and want to watch. And, and, and not just, you need to, you can't just be like, well, I want to watch. You got you to gotta be someone that wants to watch all of the Netflix. It's like... It, Realistically, and I didn't ask you guys, and I'll give you a chance to say it if you want. Uh, I would put this below Jessica Jones and um, probably Daredevil. Um, season so season two wasn't great of Daredevil in parts of it, but parts of it were fat. Like the 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 whole Punisher parts for me were fabulous. Um, but the first the first Daredevil I think was really good and better than Luke Cage overall. But it is a good show, and, and it, like I said, if you're an MCU fan, as far as like the shows and the movies, it's it's a definite want to watch. Like I don't think pass this up at all. But it, it's got to be someone that you, you complete this. You, you you can't just I wouldn't say just watch Luke Cage. I don't think yeah. it's enough on its own. And I agree with you, Steve. I think halfway through this, other than the Misty Night part that really continues it on, I think it, it really becomes almost like, okay, can we just get back to Misty's story? <laughs> right. You know? Um, Stryker, to me, just there just was nothing there. There was no compelling reason to hate or like him as a bad guy. Yeah, the Judas Bull... No, no, there's, I, there were some holes in that, too, like... When we first hear about that Judas bullet, they talk about, you know, uh, uh, Cottonmouth's like, oh, how much is it? And he's like, oh, like, he can't even afford that. We're talking the guy that probably has the most money in Harlem right now at all, and he can't afford one bullet, you know. But then all of a sudden, they, they just got a bunch that the cops can buy, and, and all the cops now have him in yeah. all their weapons. What was it the councilwoman <laughs> Big said? Big hole. And there was something the councilwoman said, and it was after Cottonmouth was, like, all obsessing about the Judas bullet. And she says something to him about... 
what about water drowned him or you know she gives him all oh, yeah, yeah. options and i thought now that's good that's good storytelling that because you're thinking outside the box this is how you defeat someone you don't cater to their that's their strength and say oh i'm gonna go for a stronger bullet you go you go a different direction and see what happens and and uh, but they never really followed up with that well not yet she wasn't okay. she wasn't she wasn't a bad guy until the end right that's when she really well, comes into her own and that's mean, what they're setting up i just mean her ideas weren't considered you know and, but right because she wasn't because she was a minor character, not not a minor character, but co- uh, you know, she was in off. control of the of the. Yeah, uh, uh, he he knew what he was doing, and he didn't listen to her. You know, yeah. he thought he knew how to be a better gangster. Yeah. So, uh, when when you know she tried, she was trying to be the good politician and and trying to be above the 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 crime life until the end where she realized she couldn't be that anymore, and then she's gonna flip it and just go full bore the other way. And so, yeah, that, it, which I thought for her story worked really good, too. Like, as good as an actor as she is, I hated the character, if that makes sense. Like, um, I didn't like her because I don't like politicians. I don't like the whole, like, all of it. Just every time she talked, it just it made me go, Ugh. you know, there's just so much behind it that just made but that's how good of an actor she was. So, like, I loved what she was. I just did like her character. But that's what you know, good character or good actors do is hate, make you hate a bad guy. Well, what was right? interesting is they introduce her character when she's playing the politician, and she's so positive and stuff. And if you just watch her character from the first time she's introduced until end clip, you get a sense that oh, this is someone that is engaged, that that is. You know, and then and then you see behind the scenes, and you realize yeah, that's what I mean. We the get the behind the scenes. So I liked how they they started the introduction to her character and threw you for a loop a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they 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 made her slimy and that was yeah. that was perfect and I'm okay yeah. with that. Um, one of the other things I didn't bring up and and I know we're getting deep into this and and I wanted to say it real quick before we got too far. Um, you know, there's there's a lot about the um, you know the black community in this and everything and, and black stereotypes and stuff like that and, and I know none of us can really talk to it because we're not black or, or person of color but when when more than half of this cast is criminals you know or, or is it is it damaging to to you know and it, and I tried to, I tried to get a friend of mine who was black who also does a podcast to join us but I think he was on vacation so um, didn't get a chance uh, I wanted to find like to me it's like it's great to see representation and, and yeah Luke Cage is a good hero and Misty Knight's a good hero and Claire and and Pops and stuff like that they're all great now you got the opposite side of you got you know you got the craziness and you got the bad the corrupt politician and you got the the drug dealers and and that's mostly what this is about is 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 that a bad thing to to do is is that hurting you know what I mean I don't I, I mean don't, I, it's just a question because I don't understand because like. It's, is is it a negative in any way? I, I mean, it, it depends on the kind of show it is, you know? Like, it's a show about a criminal organization and Luke Cage standing up to them. Well, compare it to and, uh, The Punisher or compare it to Jessica Jones. And if you probably, if you do like an, uh, a look at the characters and... Who are how many are good and how many are bad? Uh, you're probably pretty close. Uh, 
Yeah, so, I mean, if... Uh, Hmm. No, not really. Because if you look, I mean, outside of, of Daredevil, where you have the whole uh, hand um, uh, kind of ninja uh, <laughs> underworld, really, there's only one or two kind of bad. I mean, you got Fisk. Uh, you got a lot of there's Fisk. There's all of... on, on Daredevil. There's the hand. There's Fisk. There's I mean, there's the Irish. The there was yeah. There, I, I think there's. I think I think you probably find more there because because here the whole Harlem uh, community is is in mass and you a lot of these named characters uh, and I say that because you know they you, that seemed to be a difference between a, a named character or one with a speaking line or something like that. There's a lot of them that that are supportive of Luke Cage. You get a sense of who they are. Uh, the whole barbershop. The I, I think. I, I think uh, I think it's 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 well represented. Um, so. Yeah, I think I think it's it's well rounded. I mean, I th I think you run I think you run into trouble when you have like old, like I said, like the Starsky and Hutch type of stuff where it's like. Yeah. All the it's, it's all, the, all it's the cops all consider. the cops and heroes are white and all of the the villains are 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 black. I mean that's luckily gotten away from that but i think yeah i think having a cast it's almost entirely black yeah well, well and, I mean, and it, i'm sure there's people that say uh you know this isn't a whitewashed show this is a blackwashed show uh, there's probably <laughs> no i mean it, there's probably well, that's what i was saying earlier yeah. people were complaining about that which i don't think they did i think it had a good representation i was just curious because like i said you know uh, there there's so many most of the time you hear about shows you know the blacks always the criminal and stuff like that and, and there's such a huge portion of this that has you know so many characters that are black that are criminals you know with Cottonmouth and and all his lackeys and and you know you got the corrupt politician and stuff like that so i was just curious i mean i, I, I to me i like, I like character i'm just curious diversity. what other people say i like character diversity remember harry potter what was a goblet of fire and they introduced uh, i don't remember uh, harry potter okay there, well, there was uh, Harry Potter's girlfriend in Goblet of Fire was Cho. Uh, Cho. Cho, right. And she had this heavy Scottish accent, right? Wasn't it, it was Scottish or Irish? Yeah, or, she was Scottish, um, yeah. And it was so charming and remarkable that they would, you know, they would cast someone and not play them like that you find you find that that it's, different it's because they're in the UK different minorities it's, are represented they are stereotypically represented with their character and so it's nice to see a, a, a wide variety of, of diverse cast that don't fall into stereotypes and and well that's that, what I was I, trying to say I, though is I, they and, did have a lot of stereotypes in this and that's why I was wondering if that's a bad thing but they also they also kind of went away from that you know we they had the cops shaking down the whole city and right and the one the one chance where they they could have really fucking had trolls just lose their shit was they had a black cop kind of beat the kid up you know, and, and, and if they had had a white cop do that, it, people would have lost their fucking minds. Who knows what would have happened? Um, you know, they they had the two female uh, black women uh, were were the 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 captains in the the, the you know and ahead of the the head of the police department. So they they put some good people in that too. I was just saying, it's just one of those things. Is I, I I'm not trying to you know push anything into it or or read anything out of it. I was just curious what other people thought because it was one of the things while I was watching it and thinking about the fact that you know where we get so much and, and maybe it's because I hear a lot about you know 
the the complaints about you know why aren't there black actors in good you know w just having watched Winter Soldier and some of the stuff that came out of that and the the idea of there can't be a black Captain America. You know, are shows like this that also play the the bad stereotypes? Are they bad? You know, that's that's all. I I I, I like I said I think if if only the only black characters were the the bad right. guys it would be a problem but like i said since pretty much everyone in there is black you have a nice yeah. diversity you have yeah. you know you have the criminals you have luke cage and the police and you have you know kind of the neutral people like pops and the store owners and stuff like that yeah. and i agree with you and i think you could and if they would have flipped that too if they if they would have flipped that script and had luke cage be the hero and and all the bad guys be black or uh be white you know, not, it, it might have had a, a, a total reverse effect. And, I'm, did, and I think they, did, they really skated around with what they did. And in fact, like like I said, they had the, the, the black cop be the one that, you know, punches the kid instead of a white cop, which would have been really worse, you did, know, did in you the ever, long run. Did you ever hear the story when Jack Kirby was, was doing Black Panther when they first started that comic? And no. um, one of the, uh, the, the head editor at marvel at the time sent down a memo and he's like he's like uh we need an issue that has some white characters in it so jack kirby wrote that uh black panther took on the clan and, oh. <laughs> and i was like no not like that <laughs> it's like, you, like, they had that happen too um so just so you guys know uh um sam wilson falcon did become uh captain america in the comics while ago like yeah while probably ago, before yeah. before avengers even maybe not avengers but while ago and one of the episode or issues they had him taking on a bunch of uh redneck um uh racist and stuff like that as captain america so yeah it it, it does happen and it's it's cool i think i mean it's great to see stuff and, like that so and and the thing is when you're on the internet there are trolls no. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, you know, one of my favorite things that keeps getting reprinted on on like message boards and Pinterest and stuff is when again, when Black Panther came out, somebody's like, this is this is so ridiculous. This is pandering to diversity. It's like it's like you could never have a movie about like some magical prince of some Scandinavian country. And somebody's like, that is literally the plot of Thor. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's and or i mean there's a there's a show that's running in england right now that takes place in ancient in in roman occupied britain mm -hmm. back in you know whatever bc and somebody's like this is ridiculous it's like they have it's like why are there why are there black actors in this it's like are you know are we bowing down to diversity over historical accuracy and a bunch of historians are like the roman empire extended pretty far yeah and they like brought into their, africa right yeah into africa and egypt and it's like they would definite and they you know recruited soldiers far and wide and harassed them all over the empire they said there almost definitely were black romans in britain yeah. and right. You know, and or you know, 
BBC gets this a lot every time, you know, because they have said a lot of things in like Victorian times. And it's like, oh, why are there black people? It's like there were fat black people in Victorian England. Not a lot of them, but they existed, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, it, it, it's going to come up more and more. And sooner or later, it's going to get to the point where everything is kind of it, it'll get to a saturation where hopefully you know, it's just people like like Steve was saying. People are going to be hired because they're good actors, and and the, the yeah. color of their skin is not going to play into it. Now, I don't, I don't, I personally don't like to see diversity for diversity's sake, like changing characters just to change characters, um, especially if there's a reason a character is a certain race. Like, like yeah. one of the ones that I think worked out in 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 the MCU specifically is Nick Fury, right? In the comic books, he was a white guy. There didn't have to be a reason for him to be a white guy, so they switched it, and it worked. And, and, and it, Sam I don't Jackson think that... does an amazing job with that, of course. Yeah, I right. was going to say, he can't do better than Samuel Jackson. Yeah, no, he kills <laughs> it and stuff like that. And so I, I think that was that was great. There was... Um, trying to remember, there was one they were talking about. There was one that, like, they changed, they were changing it, um, and, and it just it didn't work, and I can't I can't remember offhand. But there's also a lot of those where we're seeing it, not just color, but um, sexual relations. You know, there there there's like, well, why don't we have you know uh, the the LBGTQ? I, I don't remember all the letters. LGBTQ. Uh, yeah. Why why don't we have more characters of that? And then they're starting to change characters, and it's like, well, does does their sexual orientation really play anything into the story? Then why do we care? Like. It doesn't need well, to be in there, and you know what I mean. I mean, there, well, for there that are reason, they should be able to cast a you know a, a woman in a male character right. and get away with it without. And maybe it's not. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. Sorry. Which well, they've done. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of history about you know in in the past where it was all, you know, you know, even back in Shakespearean time, it was white males playing women characters, and so, right. you know, now we're kind of moving into a, a, an era where. Yeah, it's it does seem like it's diversity's sake that we're casting a, a a a black woman in a in a in a white male role, but but who the fuck cares? I mean, let's let's see what happens right. with this. Go like yeah, like let's uh, let's get Aisha Tyler as 007. Like yeah. let's do that. Like she's a, I mean, I think she's a great actress. She's a great director. Like why does it have to be like an an English? I mean, granted. The books are all English white well, men. So well, I mean, even you're why, talking but, about the history. I mean, <laughs> the, uh, you're talking about the Roman history. There were black people there. Therefore, that makes it okay. Well, even if there weren't, it still makes it okay to cast. Uh, yeah. D diversity. Yeah, I, I, I just. I, I mean. I wasn't I mean, saying, but I mean, a documentary. Well, no, yeah. but I'm saying changing, uh, like comic. I'm talking MCU specifically, or comic book specific, where you have a history of a character being one way. Well, that's why I was using history they're... as an example because yeah. I mean, you're talking about no, no, I was talking books. I'm talking about history of in the world. There were there's all sorts of history where we cast white people in roles that were not white. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not talking about, I'm saying that if you have a history of, like, it would be okay. So let's say we'll take daredevil, right? Uh -huh. He has a history of being a white male that's been in relationships with women for out, but now, okay, let's change him. And, and instead of being a white, you know, heterosexual, now he's gay. Okay. Right. Well, now that would be a change. No, that's what I'm trying to say is there's, there's pushes and people are, and well, some of the characters okay. are getting, now, and that's all I'm trying to wait say a is. Second. No, wait a second. Now you you're say you're saying you cast someone and make the character gay, or you're casting a gay person in the role. 
because I'm saying the character change. I don't okay, care who well, that's you put in the character. That's a, an that's actor a, is an actor. Okay. Nobody cares well, who you sleep no, with but that's outside a, that, of it because but, that's right. not what we're talking but keep about. Keep in mind what you're saying. If you're if you're saying you're casting based on diversity and putting them into a role, if you're changing the character to match the person you're casting, that's one thing. But if you're casting someone who is gay to play a straight role, well, that what's the difference? Who cares? Okay, well, right. I don't care so about that. I'm saying if you, I'm saying if you change the written character, it doesn't okay? It doesn't even have so, to. You don't even have to have an actor in it yet, okay. right? But you change the character, right? Well, you change me, who I, they I, are. Are they so doing that though? Out. I so mean, let me, they have. All, there's been push. There's been push for that. I mean, well, let I mean, me ask you this are... though. Let me ask you this. So, here's a perfect example. We talked about this at the very beginning of the podcast. We talked about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How? And there are what, 10? I haven't seen it, but there's 10, 15 different versions of Spider-Man in that, right? So that's the great thing about comics. Like comics, they they investigate all these things and they investigate all these different, like, what if this character were a woman? What if this character were gay? What if this character were like multiracial? Like who knows what, right? So that's the great thing about comics is you can, you can investigate the character as a different whatever as that. And that's what they've done in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse to the point where they've investigated him as, as a Not necessarily. Not necessarily, though, because the Spider-Mans, all of those were written as different. They're, they're different iterations of it. I'm saying if you would if you come back in and said, OK, we're going to take the Captain America that we've had in the history and we're now going to make him, uh, you know, uh, it's a gay, just a different you know, writing of the character. thing. I think it's fine. I think I have no problem with that because that's a great thing about comics because you have the Avengers. There's like the Avengers have three or four different versions. There's the Ultimate Avengers. There's the regular Avengers. There's right. So they're all like kind of different writings of the same story and different versions of the same story. So what's to say that, you know, it's like Obama. Obama's oh. mentioned in Luke Cage. He's not president, but he's mentioned in it. But he has a different timeline. But I think no, what you're saying is there's something sacred in the original writing that you don't want to disrupt. That you're yeah. And 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 I think. Like, like, say, make a different it, character. It's fair to explore these these characters and and mix it up and change it up and right. get make people outraged. Maybe or it's a but, better but story, I mean, but maybe it's a better story because when they wrote these, when they wrote Thor back in whenever Thor, well, no, first but what, here's out, the thing: is that like, I'm, right I'm saying I mean, more, I'm saying accepted. more. You're changing it to change it for the fact. Like they're not changing it because the story is different. They're changing it just to say, oh, we want representation, so we're going mean, to now. Maybe person. they're changing it to explore a different, a different. Uh, I mean, this, a, a view of the character. Maybe not this, just for the sake of doing it for the sake of doing it, but maybe they're doing it for for the for the like. Well, when when Thor was written back in the '60s or whenever Thor first came out, no, well, you probably know better than I would. But maybe <laughs> when Thor first came out, like it wasn't accepted. The, the Norse god that's been around for since the 1800s, <laughs> right, or whatever, right? It wasn't maybe accepted to investigate a gay character back then. So maybe it's like, well, what if we did write Thor as gay? I would argue that maybe he is. But what if we did? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But no, it's like, well, so I mean, we need another are... new host for this show. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> but, but I mean, well, maybe it's worth investigating. Especially if you could write it and not make it a different. comedy and actually delve into something really yeah, interesting. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And right. here's the, not Thor, but Loki has changed. Sure. But that's always years. been, that. but that's always been part of Loki's character. I, Loki, I wouldn't Loki, say. No, no. In, I wouldn't in, say always. 
uh, yeah, back in they've said the even even before Marvel took it over and started writing about it in, in other in in historical things, they've had him uh, as as a woman and and things like that. I mean, he yeah. had a, he had a child. He changed into a female and got pregnant by a horse. So I mean, you can't. Okay. And that was before Marvel ever did anything with him. Okay, but in the comics, I. I mean, they, they've been more explicit as they've gone along. I mean, if you were to go back to the 60s and 70s, they never, ever right. would well, have said it. But then you have young Loki and young Avengers. And as a he's female. Oh, no, he's he's male. He's talking to one of the other. I think he's talking to Patriot. And they're talking about because some of the young Avengers are canonically gay. Mm -hmm. uh, speed, Actually, or, I'm sorry, more than, Wiccan. More than 50% of them. Yeah, Wiccan and uh, Hulkling are like in a relationship. They call each other their boyfriends and all. But Patriot is, is talking to, to Kid Loki and he's like, oh, you know, how do you deal with this on Asgard? And Loki says, we don't really have it on Asgard. He said, it's, he said, we don't have gay or straight. We just have, we just have. Right. Acts. We just have intimate right. acts, and he's like, and I'm the patron god of some of some very popular yeah. ones, and you know, and so so as time has gone, they could not have said that in the 70s. They just couldn't. Right. No, but that, and, and that's not that's not my issue. My issue is though. Uh, so we talked. You were talking to Young Avengers. Those characters have always been that way. It wasn't like it wasn't like let's go back and make Banner uh, gay. Yeah, but he hasn't, he hasn't been gay for the last fifty years. But let's make him but gay now. But that's all speculative. They're, no one's saying no like, one's. There, there may be people saying they should do that, or maybe they should explore it, or people are saying, "Eh, maybe yeah. we'll do this, maybe we won't." But until it shows up on screen, it's, I'm I'm not. Well, they, but they have been doing it in a lot of the con like Iceman. He was he's been yeah. around for a long time, and and it wasn't until just recently that all of a sudden it's, now he's gay. And so I, I'm just saying, it's like, like I don't want to. I personally don't like when they do diversity for diversity's sake, in that aspect. Like, don't change a character just to get a re representation like that, unless it makes sense to the character. Now, because if if you make someone gay just to make them gay, and it doesn't do anything, doesn't have anything to do with the story, then it's it's just changing it to to appease a group. But I, and well, I mean, you're, I, you're tying some sort of immortality disagree. to these would, characters, right. though, and saying I would disagree, you... right? It's like there's so many people in in society that are not gay for gay sake; they're just gay, or they're and, you know whatever, right? And yeah. and they just exist. Well, and I, I agree with Noah. You've got your after school specials that that are boring because they're just about you know representation and, and they don't have interesting storylines. But if you can get beyond that and explore topics and make these characters relevant where they shine in their you know being gay being being transgender doing that, but that's and, and that's yet, making it part of the story but there's right and you elevate it but but I, I i don't think we should be afraid of changing a character to explore a different aspect it doesn't Im right. immortalize the character and say well now all the previous versions of Iceman are now gay because of what just happened and that's outrageous it's 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 still worth exploring a character in a different light and and yeah i i could see that you don't want it just to be about that change and saying that's what this is about because 
it could be a boring story. You still want to, yeah. you want to, you want it to resonate. You want it right. to be for but a I, reason. I, and I think as far as the comics go, because there's so much more than just the action, there's their, the characters, personal lives and their relationships and, you know, quote unquote, real world problems. I think if they have a character who's, who's gay, I think it's because they want to address something in the story and now they can like you know you read i used to read x-men all the time <laughs> and if you were reading x-men in the 80s they totally coded them as gay like the way people talked about them the way they were treated it was a metaphor for gay experience or you know any minority experience and you could read it that way. But now they're able to just have these characters are gay and they're going to have to deal with homophobia or whatever. You know, we don't have to veil it in metaphor. We can just have it straight out. Well, and then also think about just, I think the, the thing I think about is if you look at every character in the Avengers, let's say, right? Every single character in the Avengers is straight. Pretty much. What are the odds of that? I mean, what are we talking about? Well, 20 oh, people? Uh, wait, are you 20, talking, 20, are you, 25? Like, are you talking I'm not saying the, the actors. I'm saying no, all no, the ones. I'm, I'm saying like, like in Endgame. Would you go to Endgame? You would look at everybody in Endgame. So, I, I think uh, none Captain of those, Marvel? Does she identify as gay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, one. Does, does, no, she doesn't. They never said it explicitly. Yeah. They never ever said it explicitly. So there are, I mean, you can. Here's the thing: you can read it that way, but they right. do not say it. So let's just say one. So let's you say know. one. And there's what are there thirty? There's thirty, fifty characters some, in Endgame. I was, I was trying to think there was someone else too, but I know uh, Captain Marvel is supposed to be. Right. And that was so the, if you read that, that was you're the right. big okay. deal with it. I've read I, that see, too, I, but I don't see. I I've I've read people have read her that way, but I don't think they explicitly. The director, they, the director, and the actors came out and said it was supposed to okay, be that but, way. So, so, so okay, so so either way, well, it's so like Dumbledore. Being, it's like Dumbledore is gay. You know that was. I mean, you know, because Kevin okay, Feige there, is. One, yeah. But 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 I mean, what I'm Kevin saying Feige is, so is saying the the Eternals are going to have the first openly gay character. But that's so, not but, even true because there's already been other ones. Um, what we just had one uh Jessica Jones um Hogarth or her boss or the the uh yeah i mean maybe not yeah, character but i guess i guess superhero hero. yeah superhero. so anyway but back to what i'm saying is like so what are the odds that there's 50 that there's I, 50 characters and one of them is gay no, I know. I don't have a problem with having a gay character. What so I'm saying is, to, I know you don't. I know you don't. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna mel, if you're gonna make it a true representation of like reality, like granted, right. we're talking about superheroes. We're talking <laughs> about we're talking about people that are like picking up buildings. Like I get that. I, I people that are indestructible. You know everything that kind of goes along with that. I get it. Right. Right. But if you're gonna try and have a true representation of you know, maybe, maybe, you know, saying they're all people from, from the planet Earth-ish. The fact that there's one gay person is unreal. So you have to start 
figuring yeah. out like it's like okay, the token so gay. Yeah, you got the token gay. No, and, and I, it, my 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 biggest issue, and it, it's not that I don't mind we have character. It's changing the character that hasn't been that way in the past. Well, you would just have to for or change sake. You have to add a new character or change an existing character. There are other characters out there. That's what I'm saying. Is don't don't take a character and change their story just to change it for that. Unless there was a other story purpose, and that's so what you, I'm trying to say. You hold the, these stories sacred. You don't want to see them evolve. Or well, I mean, and I don't. When you got because 50 I, years I, of it, I, it's kind of. I mean, it'd be like okay, all right. Well, just if they came out and changed Superman, I mean, would would it be an issue? Well, they're making just a black Superman change, movie. If right? the story was interesting, if it was better than any other Superman movie, but I mean, I would, okay, all, but it I would fully support it. <laughs> but it, if it was better have... than Man of Steel, I would 100% support that. <laughs> well, they're, they're, maybe that would make it a better story. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, but the, when they change it for non-story reasons, and that's what I was trying to say, and and that's uh, it's. I don't have a problem with it. I'm all. I, I don't care. We can have as much diversity as we want. I just don't want to see people changed. So, Characters changed so for, there's for a non. There's a black story super, reasons. There's a black Superman movie coming out, or they're they're making. Would you rather that be a story about Superman that is that has cast a black actor to portray the role, but it doesn't really change the story, or would you rather see it uh, uh, a a whole different iteration that uses the the diversity. So I don't like Superman to begin with. I think no, it's a, okay. he's a horrible character. Thor, so Thor, I don't. Let's, okay, let's say they're doing Black Thor. Would you rather think, the story and the Rock is dealt Thor. with dealt with the the, the that doesn't know. make it any better. I'm just saying. Do no, you want I, the story to never, address it, or do you want the do you want it just to be cast? They would have to. They would have to. They would have to address it because otherwise, it's not Thor. Okay. See, I I think it'd be nice to 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 do casting for casting's sake that has and not. Yeah. So, I mean, so, you they have, so that's they where have? you could cast a, a gay actor to play Superman or a black actor to play. I Superman don't care about and, the actor. The actor is I mean, not. You just said you did though. No, no, because that's they, changing. That's changing Thor. That is changing they, Thor. They, there are a couple of Asgard. Because Asgardians in the comics are all blonde hair, blue eyed, and then you, but then you have like. Heimdall and Heimdall Valkyrie Idris Elba, right? are black actors. Uh huh. But Idris Elba. That's what I said. Right. Is he it's, an Asgardian? Yes. Yeah. Heimdall's an Asgardian. They, but I, I didn't say so all Asgardians are. I'm saying Thor specifically is who he is. He's always been or white. She. Or she. But they just they address that. They address that. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not the same thing as just saying, "Oh, we're just going to put this guy in its store and not tell you why." It's a whole different story. There, there's got to be a reason. I'm not. That's what I'm trying to say. Is the story has to follow. There has to be a, a, an actual story reason, and there's but, not always story. But you just reasons. said you don't want it to be done for diversity's sake. So now you're. That seems like a contradiction. No, you're doing it for story's sake, not just you, you're. Okay, if you change the character just to change the character, but don't add the story, that is a problem. That's just for diversity's sake. I, I think what Steve's saying is, do you want the best actor to play the role, or do you want the best white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed actor to play the role? Yeah. In the case, yes, he has to look the part. Okay, that, I disagree. Yeah. Unless there's a story reason behind it. Why, why all of a sudden would he be black? White or Hispanic or Indian or you know whatever. Okay, why, so so Gandhi's now is, just going to be a big skinny uh, white guy. I mean, why is Valkyrie? Oh, Gandhi's not a superhero. 
Well, Gandhi. Well, no, I'm just saying if you if you're gonna if you're you gonna go the deep route, yeah. I mean, they cast Ben Kingsley. He wasn't Indian, so I, I mean, no, right. Can, but he was an actor playing a character. Right. Exactly. He's an actor playing a character. He wasn't even the the Mandarin. Mandarin. So it doesn't. It doesn't no, but matter. he was. He played Gandhi. He played Gandhi. Yeah. That's what we're saying. You well, that was whitewashing that character. I'm just okay. saying. But yeah. isn't isn't he half Indian though? Maybe, I thought maybe. he was half Indian. I, I, I know. Well. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Not, go ahead. Okay. Anyway, I, I mean, I think I think Johnny Depp could have gotten away with in a in a perfect society playing Tonto in that same thing. But 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 it's a, it's a tough call. And I'm saying that it should work any direction. John, John, yeah. Johnny Depp's ethnicity is not the biggest problem with that movie. Trust me. <laughs> I got you there. True. True. Excellent point. Right. Excellent point. So. No, and, that, and that's, and you're, you're right, Steve. There's, but the, but there's gotta be reasons if you're changing characters, if, if you have, if you're changing what was always there for, for oh, no other reason, just to change I, it. I think wrong. there should be a difference in changing the story and how the character is written. That's one thing, but the casting, I don't think that needs to be so uh, tied to to what you're to the character. I think you can have anyone portray something, you know, and see their take on a character. I, I think it's fair. I, I'd like to see it more. I think, and, and I would, and I would say this: I would like to see it just for how it played out. It'd be interesting to see it, to see how it played out, to see how the story could be different with a different, you know, ethnicity, a different gender a different but you just said you would change the story are you are you going to give it a reason well, every every story I, is different I, I get, every yeah. super every i would say this every single version of superman i've ever seen is a different story they have a it's... general they have the general basis of i think it's you know, fair to but, they also, but they're also that. not talking about his I, sexuality i think it's fair to explore these characters from different points of view and if you yes, can come up with a good story that's like fine but from a casting standpoint i don't i i don't think it needs to be tied to the character, uh, you know, I don't. I, I liked how you put it. Do you want? Do you want a, a, a an actor to play Thor, or do you want a white, blue-eyed male actor to play Thor? I think and in certain things you have to have you have to have the representation of what this. I mean, Thor is a, is is an interesting one because he he is a. Um, I mean, he's written as a blonde, blue-eyed. You know, if if there was no stories ever that described his his appearance like that, right? If it just said he's a he's a man that has a hammer and shoots lightning, then yeah, you could put any race or whatever, you know. Or if it just says it's a it's a body that shoots lightning, then you could put a woman. It wouldn't matter. But when it's when the stories are written and it's a blonde, blue-eyed, you know, Nordic god, then you cast that. You know. That's, that's what I'm saying. And that's, I, I don't mind if the story has a reason for it, but you have to change the story and you have to have a good reason for it. Now, the reason that I brought sexuality ones is more because they'll change those and then for no reason and don't put it in the story. They just, they go, oh, well, now they're gay. Okay, but why? What, what does people, that have to do with the story? Some people are just gay. Like, people are okay. Gay. But I know, I know. Okay, so if you heard that... Um, I don't know. Say, uh, here we go. Luke Cage was gay. Would you believe it? Would it change the story? I would. You just don't make him gay. I don't think it would change the story. If, to me. If, well, what, if Mike, what if Mike Coulter was gay? Would that change the it story? Wouldn't matter because I'm not. We're not talking about Mike Coulter. Okay. We're talking about Luke Cage. But I Mike don't Coulter, care the actor. It would. 
change the I don't story care for that me. It would just change. It would just change the fact that he's going to coffee with, you know, with 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 but pops. But you are saying else it matters. Versus race, going with skin color matters, whereas sexual orientation does not. Because as a or no, 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 well, you're no, saying, okay, you're saying no. Luke Cage should be classed as a black actor. But yes. whether he's whether he's gay or straight, it doesn't matter. But he must I be mean, cast I as think, a black actor. I think I mean, Luke Cage is cast, and I think I, I would agree I, that Thor's throw, cast, I, I, know I would say Thor has to be cast based on what Noah said. It'd be interesting. You'd have to rewrite a lot more than just Thor's character, right? Um, yeah. It's just, it, it Luke would go Cage, the you'd thing. have to rewrite a lot more than Luke Cage's character to That's make Luke Cage I'm, not a black actor. But as far as like some other factor, sexual orientation. That's, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, if, you go if, into he's, if you started, if if the first time you see a character, they've established that they're that they're um, you know gay or 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 bi or whatever, and you kind of go from that, I wouldn't have a problem with it, even if they hadn't mentioned it before. Right. I I would have a problem that like. Luke Cage is banging every woman in New York City, and then he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm gay." And it's like, "Come on!" But that, that's, that's a character but, difference. But you know, cinema is a visual uh, medium, so color does, you know, it, it engages the audience. Well, when we see dark skin or, or light skin, we see that. We don't see sexual orientation unless it's portrayed that way. So right. I think that's that's a difference you might be uh, re referring to. Um, I, I think I, I want to come back to, to Nina, your daughter, and, and what she said and how it resonated when she saw someone who was was Asian on screen and like her, yeah. what that meant to her. And I like to see more of that. And I think that makes diverse casting uh, and diverse casting in diverse characters, not just kind of stereotypical characters so important and yes i, I, I agree think we, i think we can go and, crazy on this topic and i don't want to get well, we need that's why yeah, we, I mean, we need that's why i wanted I, I wanted to bring it back to something positive there we do yeah, we, need, I mean, we, this... we need to have that and we need to have that with yeah. with the characters they bring in not just we're going to change this character to be this to have that representation no let's 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 have a character that is that that's that's from the start and 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 bring it instead of like changing someone because then it kind of, you know what I mean? It, it's kind of dirty in a way. It's like, well, that's not really who they were. You're just changing it to, to appease someone. I would rather say, let's, let's, let's make a good character. That's, you know, there's plenty of them out there there. And, and if then, not, let's make some new ones. Then we got to get away from, right. yeah, st telling stories that have already been told. If, if, if that is a requirement, True. huh? True. I don't need another, I, agree. I don't need yeah. another version of Spider-Man. There's been yeah, like three let's, different let's, versions <laughs> of Spider-Man. But it's, it's but tough because thing... it's harder to sell a character that you're just coming up with yeah. for a movie than it is to someone. Well, I think it's going to get easier. You can, I think it... but you can have diversity. Spider-Man's a good example. Uh, in Far From Home, there's a scene where they're all in uh, Venice, and the whole class is in a boat, and somebody posted a picture of um, the class in the boat, and so you have. Um, Peter Parker and, and Ned and MJ and Flash Rosenberg and, uh, yeah. you know, and a, but like all of his classmates and like the one girl is wearing a hijab and, and everything. And somebody's like, there's more diversity in this boat than the entire rest of the MCU. Right. And, <laughs> and, but that was just, they, they were able to do that. They're like, okay, we're going to make Flash, uh, Flash Rosenberg and Ned 
and MJ in the comics are all white, but they're like, nope, we're going to make Ned Asian and MJ biracial and Flash, I think Middle, he's Indian or Middle Eastern, I'm not sure, but he's not, you know, he's not super white. And all the other unnamed kids in the class are going to be, look like a magnet school in New York City. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's how they have to do it. I mean, the fact that, you know, going back to my daughter, the fact that she can name the four Asian characters in the MCU, and there's been how many movies in, <laughs> you know, well, in, tw in 23 movies? Yeah. Let's not, mention, let's not mention every episode of television and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and right. know, all that I mean, they're, they're well, here and there. Well, there's May, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a couple others. Some in Iron Fist, there's some in, yeah. in Daredevil. But anyway, all that aside, but let's just stick there's to the There's a whole group of ninjas in, in Daredevil. I was going to say, exactly, a bunch of... <laughs> right. But, um, and, but yet, 60% of the people on Earth are Asian, you know? So... Well, okay, and but you also got to remember that the MCU is written from a, an American base yeah. point. Ninety percent right? of Asian so we don't cinema are ninjas too. <laughs> right, yeah. but if we went, we went over to, if we went over to Asia and China and watched their films, how many white people are in them? We I mean, might be surprised. It's, it's, <laughs> but well, but I'm, say, um, I'm saying um, though that's but yeah. I, there, there's a lot about this. Oh, everything's got you know, you, like you said, sixty yeah, percent. But if you go, well, they're all created in Hollywood for her, for the American audience for the most part. Yeah, but we're a diverse nation, and yeah, you know when you have. Was it? I, I, I'm not saying. Yeah. Yeah, I right. mean, and so somebody is saying, "Oh, there's too many black characters in this." It's like, compared to what? You know, <laughs> it's. Oh, well, I agree. I I would say this, if every movie took place in Hollywood, then that would make sense. If it takes place in America, it doesn't make sense. No. And New York, well, certain places in America are very white, and certain places are very black. Not, and, New, York, and, not New York City. Not New York City. <laughs> I, I know, but not everything's filmed in New York City either. Yeah. But they, a lot of it takes place in New York City. Yeah, a lot of it takes place with just those six characters fighting aliens. Up in the sky. I'm not talking. I'm so, getting out of the MCU. I'm just getting into. I mean, you know. It's right. Like, well, I'm not. I, I'm not going to defend every movie because I mean that's ridiculous. But like I'm La not, La Land. I'm not. The freeway in La La Land. It's I don't like know. you know. <laughs> anyway, I didn't. I didn't watch it. So yeah, but I, <laughs> I, I mean, didn't watch it. I mean, I mean, all that aside, I mean, but that, like I said, there are people who, because the default has been white for so long, freak out when it's not like. You know, look at all the people who criticized the the last bunch of Star Wars movies because they said, you know, they said, look, you can't have, you know, everyone in space is not white. We're going to have, uh, you know, space is going to look like Earth. Half the people are going to going to be women. Uh, you know, a certain percentage are going to be black, a certain percentage are going to be, well, space Asian or whatever. <laughs> and right. and people, people were like, oh, it's being shoved down my throat. All the, you know, and, and it's they're like, using it's the, original, the original trilogy as a original. Yes. Saying, it's like saying, they're well, shoving down. They only had one yeah, woman shoving, in the original trilogy. It doesn't make sense to now have a 50-50 yeah. split. 
Right, exactly. It's like, but it, but it yeah, is kind of, yeah. It's yeah, fair, they're shoving though. diversity down my throat. It's like again, compared to what? Compared to the Earth, it's they want it to look like the Earth, you know. So yeah. Anyway. But anyway, <laughs> I, I have kind of a vested interest in this. So <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm not opposed to it. I just, I, I don't like when characters get changed out for, for, uh, just and, and, for, for, for virtue signaling essentially, and that's that's you I know mean, without story reasons, and that's all I was saying. And I can sure, and I can see enough. that, but I here's the thing: I haven't seen that yet. So I, aside I mean, from I can't come off. Aside from maybe Captain Marvel, because she's definitely straight in the comics. <laughs> right. Well, and and that was one that people and I don't care. I'm like whatever. It does. I mean. And and the thing is, it it's not like changes. she. It's not like she has a romance with anybody. So who cares? <laughs> well, okay. So I mean, Steve brought it up earlier. Dumbledore, who like they could have left it like. He is or he isn't, and nobody would have cared because it's not touched on the stories at all, and that's where changing for for virtual signaling yeah, but that's, essentially. That's the author. She's she's bonkers. So, but, but I think yeah, but I mean it's also because there's a lot of people out there pushing for it, and you know, I mean, how look if you look at fan fiction, you're gonna get the most craziest world. Okay, weird fan fan. <laughs> look, <laughs> I, but those are the I'm people ready. that are pushing yeah. for it. And those are the trolls. I've enjoyed my share of fan fiction, but that is not anything like. Right, but those are the same people that are out there bitching about a lot of stuff too. And you people gotta, are gonna I mean, bitch. Yeah. And people are gonna Isn't bitch. 50 but until Fifty Shades of Grey fan fiction didn't that start as fan? Fiction? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Twilight. Yeah, Twilight. Twilight. Twilight fan yeah. fiction. Yeah. Yeah, but Which there's is a stretch. Uh, let me tell. <laughs> let me tell you this. There, there are some. There are some novels out there, best-selling novels that started as fan fiction because I know the authors and I used to read. There's one woman out there who's had several bestsellers and they've made well, movies out listen, of it. So you can say her name. Cassandra, <laughs> Cassandra Clare. She started out writing Lord of the Rings fan fiction, which I read oh, really? and it was good. I don't, I don't think she adapted it, but that's where she got her start. Yeah. So, but all, but fanfic, you can't, fan fiction is its own. No, I'm, I'm just saying thing. that there, there's a lot of people out there that that's where and a the, lot of And there's always going to be, there's always going to be people who are entitled. Like there was a whole push when Frozen 2 came out and it's like, give Elsa a girlfriend. And it's like, right. And, and my argument was Elsa the last thing Elsa needs is a relationship. Poor woman is. Right. <laughs> well, what is was that struggle. test you were talking about? The 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 test. Oh, the Bechtel about, test. The Bechtel yeah. test. So sometimes you got to look at these and saying, are they doing these? Do they pass the Bechtel and the, test? And the and the Bechtel the woman who the woman who started doing that did kind of it was, I I used to read the comic, likes likes to watch out for, and she kind of did it as a joke, like these two women. One says, you want to go to the movies? And she's like, I don't like movies. And she's like, you don't like movies? And she's like, well, very few. She's like, well, what's your criteria? And then she says, well, it has to have these <laughs> these three things. And, I, and she was just making a joke of, yeah, most women in movies are pretty underwritten. And we need to change that. She wasn't saying that should be a test for what movie you watch. Right. But yeah. a lot of people have said, it's, but it is one of those things, once it gets pointed out to you, you're like, mm, yeah, there, there aren't a lot of, uh, it's getting, there are movies, there's like, well, there's a, there's a movie called Nine, which is a uh, stop motion movie. And, and 
there's like there's a bunch of little characters and i remember seeing a poster for it at the video store and they had like all the little faces and it was like the the hero the the scientist the magician and then they had the girl (laughs) (laughs) it literally said the girl and i was like that's her personality she can't be a mechanic she can't be a scientist right she's just the girl and you know and like i said we're getting past that luckily and we're and people are growing up and and women characters are getting better written but it's it's been you know we've had movies for over 100 years it's about time you know (laughs) and we're getting near the uh, Zack snyder cut uh length in this podcast okay i'm sorry we are you know yeah this is we're not we're not going to solve this problem tonight no we did luke cage the Zack snyder cut that's what you can call this episode noah (laughs) oh my god Uh, that movie's uh, never gonna leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) no i i that's probably my fault. I got us into this this hey, it's rabbit fine. hole, but it's, you know, no, it's, it, well, it'll come what, up again. It'll no, and that's and, and that's realistically why I listen to all these other podcasts is because I want to hear what other people have to say because I'm curious of what other people's thoughts are. Yeah. Um, no thoughts are wrong. You know, it regardless yeah. of you know, For sure. even even if it's if it's not what you think, it's not wrong. It's just not your opinion of it, and and that's where yeah. we need to get yeah. to, and so. Uh, hopefully nobody thought we were bashing on anything or, you know, trying to make a just statement. Thor. We're just no. <laughs> Thor, <laughs> whatever. Jealousy is an evil look on you. Oh, I'm jealous of Thor. Are you kidding me? I, I mean, you see, with I, the shirt, I mean, how can you not be jealous of Thor? Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I am too. Do you, do you follow Chris yeah. Hemsworth on Instagram? Yeah. But no, every time, every time. I'm still he, new to it. Every time he but posts, I need to. you need to follow him because he'll like post videos of his workouts and it's like, oh my God, this is, yeah. he's inhuman. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> just, for sure. you know, the stuff he's lifting and moving and it's like, yeah. crazy. He's Thor. Yeah, he's Thor. he is. Yeah, he yeah. really is. He's, he is like a God among men, that actor. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, if all you had to do was collect a Marvel paycheck and work out, I could be that way too. I don't know if I could get the hair, but I could, I could get that body. <laughs> that's all I had to do. Well, you could put the Luke Cage Afro wig on, you know, with the... And- Oh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say if you had if you had Chris Hemsworth money, you could get some really good implants. Yeah, you could get some really solid natural looking implants. I, you know what they should have done is they should have had Luke Cage's uh, beard and, and wig as a separate character in the in the right, exactly. <laughs> well, that'll be Luke Cage into the Cageverse. That'll be like into the Cageverse. <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. We're going to be back uh, in a couple weeks with um, Iron Fist, where I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about because it's there's there's hopefully it's not good quite and bad. as much to talk about. Well, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I, we'll see. I have I have thoughts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, I'm sure we'll talk about some other cool stuff. Until then, I think next week we have uh, The Quiet Place. Quiet Place and Quiet Place 2. We're going to do those back-to-back because Wednesday we'll do Quiet Place, and then over the weekend we'll see the the new one in the theaters. Right on. So we had planned that a long, long time ago, and then COVID shut shut the theaters down and and stopped the release of that. So... um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and watch a quiet place. I was I was talking to Liz about it tonight, and I'm excited to see that. Yeah. It was actually a really interesting film. And um, we'll have our that, horror movie uh, uh, podcast buddy Alicia back yeah. for a quiet place too in the theater. So hopefully she'll join us. She for- holds my hand so I don't get scared when we're in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, she's a cop, so she, I, I know she can protect me, so I'm good, I'm good with that. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Nice. Right All on. right, well, so that's it for uh, us tonight. Did you, did you come up with a good ending for us besides Shakakity uh, there, Bo? I, I, will work. I did not know that was my task, but I will come up with one. I've been thinking about it. I'll come up with one for next time. Okay. All right. All, All right. right, well, with that, uh, it was fun one, one more time, and uh, hopefully everybody stuck around and has enjoyed this, or we, we lost our only few listeners. <laughs> so, right. But it's that all good. Hour two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Good night. Good night. Bye. Good night. Good night.